Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the dark and treacherous woods of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I, I hate host. that. I hate <laughs> it. I hate <laughs> sunk and it's not okay. <laughs> I am your host and dungeon master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, Old Lang Syne, Bellicon, Sam, Old Man Time, Burns, yeah. uh, and Ellie, Old Man Trouble, uh, Spanker. Yeah. <laughs> old Man Trouble. <laughs> Definitely a man with his voice that sits in the corner and tells you about all the no, no, nasty things pictures. he used to do to the women. <laughs> Guy with yeah. shotgun and rocking chair. Dark. That's yeah. all I'm thinking yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I once killed nine people. Especially if it is also the guy with the, with the rocking chair and the shotgun as well. Well, I mean, I feel like I've unveiled my campaign two character voice too early. Really? <laughs> Show the whole of campaign two like this. Um, oh, that'd be so fun. It'll be amazing, but also awful. <laughs> on the subject of uh, old man time, old lang side. Uh, first of all, hello Sam. You're with us in person. Yay! Sam's here yes. with his face and his arms and stuff. Uh, and secondly. By the time this comes out, it should be the new year. So happy 2019, people! Hey. Also, we've been doing this for six months we now. We've been doing this for six months by this point. Thank, thank you all for staying with us for six months, guys. Yeah, yeah. thank you for listening. We love you all very yes. much. Um, so much. And thank you for like having so much enthusiasm and getting other people to listen to yeah. it because we're gradually edging yes. towards 10,000 and might actually be there by the time this comes out mm. which is ridiculous um, so thank you, yeah, so we love you a virtual toast uh, for making it this far without actually managing to strangle each other Ah, none of us are drinking out of a wine glass and I think all of us have tea or water today mm. I <laughs> have tea with whiskey in it so. oh, okay. ah, fair yeah. enough at least someone is, you know... Keep... No, the, the rum so, will come at the break, I think. Yes. Yeah, so, so, someone is keeping us on brand. Uh, speaking <laughs> yeah. of keeping us on brand, uh, it's time for uh, for me to ask future Jason... Uh, well, first of all, Happy New Year, future Jason. Uh, are there any <laughs> messages from the uh, dim and distant present? Happy New Year, everyone. It's future Jason with messages from 2019. So, as always, a quick word from our sponsor. Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly dice subscriptions. Head over to librisarcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you'll receive a set of seven premium dice and three randomly selected bonus dice every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is Sonic Boom! You know, the internet is a wonderful thing. You can order a subscription with a few clicks of your mouse, touchpad, or finger, and soon after your monthly dice subscription begins to arrive at your door. But how does it get there? Well, we headed back to our friend Gautier Bonchance at the Libris Arcana Dice Assembly Plant to take us on the magical journey from the moment your dice leave the grubby clutches of the Onkadonkas to the moment it reaches your door. Hello! Welcome back to the Sugar Shack! As our fine, often confectionery-themed dice have finished cooling, they are neatly packaged up and sent off to get to you. First, the dice pack must travel through the hunting swamps that surround the sugar sack. The Unkadonka, entrusted with the package, must pass through treacherous murk and evade the snapping jaws of the flesh vines, never making a noise above a whisper 
or a whimper, lest they attract the attention of the fever hounds. Upon reaching the edge of the swamp, the Onkodonka prepares the dice package for the next stage of its journey by loading it onto a paper aeroplane. Next, a paper pilot and a series of paper stewards will prepare the paper aeroplane for flight and begin the perilous journey across the duodimensional sea. Only the finest paper is used in this process to ensure that the dice stored in the hold do not leak depth during the crossing. At the far end, once the paper aeroplane has landed and the paper pilot and stewards have headed off to get drunk on printer ink, the dice are stolen by a rolling rock who smuggles them off to his mountain lair, where they are hidden amongst other rocks and boulders. While the rock is busy eating Blackpool rock, a passing rock spots the dice hidden amongst the rocks, and with magpie-like instincts, the rock rocks up and rocks the rock's rocks for dice, while the rock has rocked off for rock. The rock brings the dice back to its mountaintop nest, where it conceals the dice amongst its eggs, along with that one vizier's soul. Before any crafty adventurers can steal the dice while searching for egg souls, a band of clever goblins will crawl up through the mountain tunnels and steal the dice first, whereupon they will bring them down to the Hall of the Mountain King. While disconcerting music plays and a rising sense of drama begins to swell, the Mountain King will gift the dice as shiny, beautiful jewels from the surface to those of his knights that have served him best. Fortunately for you, various postal workers from across the globe have spent years earning the Mountain King's trust, so they can ensure that they receive your set of dice and deliver it that one last stretch to your very door. Listen up for a spot from our friends over at Modified Roll during the break this episode. We'd like to give you a very big thank you to all of our stowaways for listening and giving us such love these past six months. A few days before the end of the year, we hit 10,000 downloads across all our episodes and bonus content in less than half the time we had dared hope we could get here. So thank you, one and all, for supporting the audacity of our Mad Dungeons & Dragons show every week. All aboard, stowaways. 2019's going to be one hell of a ride. Oh, and a quick Latin correction for later in the episode, by the way. Pilum singular. Pila plural. You'll understand when we get there. And now, back to you, Past Jason. I don't know why I'm going West Country for that one. Yeah. It works. Wow, well, that is. I sorry, West Country. You've got to be never. He's fluent in gibberish, fluent in gibberish. That's the word. That's the word. These gants are talking to each other in halfling. I don't understand. <laughs> so, having uh, successfully offended the Southwest, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but also oh, like, take some more than that. Take some more than that. I think on that, yeah, on that tip, it's, it's time to start flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. 
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs. After the wreck of the Charlie's Regret, the party were stranded on the northern coast of Meadmere. Forced to travel across the great and treacherous Meadmerish forest, the party, with the aid of Gnomish Taylor and long-standing companion, Fighty Gubbinswick, uh, traverse, have been traversing several, at least a couple of hundred miles thus far, mm. of treacherous, pixie-filled and dangerous woodland. However, after passing through the ominous, eye-strewn ring of obelisks, the party entered a strange place where the dead seem to fill the roles of the living, constantly acting out a pantomime of their life over and over, some for perhaps millennia. Crossing deeper within, pursuing a strange impulse on Scamp's part, and not going too far off the direction they need to travel anyway, the party ventured into what seemed to be the remnants of a lost city of truly ancient architecture. <clears throat> Passing within, the party found evidence of a previous expedition which had uh, ventured into the city as well as signs of what seemed, as far as they could tell, to be a, an authentic, still very intact, ancient Tyrian fortification, as the legions might once have erected when in certain territory, when comparing to camp, as well as distant uh, iron-armoured figures with swords and shields. As they went to investigate another of the, well, the most uh, intact camp they'd thus found of these previous expeditionaries, just as they had recovered the remnants of an old journal, the heavy thump, thump, thump of footprints sounded, and peering out of one of the uh, windows, they saw a great bronze figure approach. Going to re I'm going to reread the description because we're at the start of, uh, new s uh, of a new session. It's, you see a thing a full 16 feet in height, apparently uh, kitted out with a set of plate armour appropriately sized for a giant. A huge coirass with van braces and greaves in burnished bronze, still gleaming ruddy metal after all this time, without so much as, of as a spot of verdigris upon it. Beneath the armour pieces, however, sculpted bronze limbs fill out the space. The helm is patterned as an ancient hoplite's helmet, but with a sculpted faceplate in the image of a proud warrior with a beard curled into several rows of elaborate ringlets. Its eye holes appear to be dark and hollow within. Upon one arm it bears a wide round shield of bronze, while the other hand grips a long bronze spear. 
angular script encircles the shield's circumference, at the centre of which is depicted a stylized hammer. Uh, the figure is you can see is following a set of tracks leading directly towards where the three, the four of you, let's not forget fighting, are hiding. <laughs> What do you do? Does it look like it's seen us? Make a uh, make an insight check. Can I also make one? <clears throat> yes. Never mind. <laughs> um, let's have a look. I rolled a four. Oh, natural um, twenty! Oh, oh, I rolled no, a six. Rolled a so I'm glad that somebody rolled well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Can't see it down here. You get the feeling that this that there are multiple routes along. Like studying the tracks, you can see that there are sort of multiple patrol routes it could take. It seems to be heading directly towards your uh, location. That you got, don't get the feeling that it's necessarily got a bead directly on you. Like it's not turned its face place to look at you spe uh, specifically. But it's yeah, coming this way. it seems like it's coming this way, and perhaps might have oh, noticed no. something. Um, I think we should fucking hide. That's fucking massive. Yeah. It's coming this way. Right. Um, How confident are you that you can hide? So just as a reminder, you're in the you're in one of these uh, buildings with the uh, with, with a few windows but no obvious doors leading down to ground level and a couple of stories in height. Um, anything to actually hide behind or under? Uh, or there are like that? well, yes. I mean, for one thing, there are yeah, there are lo there's lots of walling, but uh, and there is a staircase, uh, a set of stairs leading to an upper level. There are also the remains of a camp here, uh, including I believe it was. Uh, what appeared to be one of the legionnaires, uh, its body uh, hacked apart at some point, mm. um, and a series of uh, of old, somewhat moulded uh, bed rolls, some backpacks, uh, one keg, uh, I believe actually, which I don't know if I mentioned it last time, which uh, you had just, uh, you haven't had a chance to crack it open, but you recognise the stamping on the side causing, and you realise is a keg of uh, black powder. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Ooh. Very useful. We should nick that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, there's a set of old stone shelves. Uh, to be honest, the, that said, though, like, yeah, hiding here is mostly... It, it, the, the, those are your options, functionally. If we were to go up on the stairs, would we be in the direct line of sight to a window or a door? Um, you would you you th you reckon you would be able to, if you pressed yourself to the wall mm. to stay out of sight of the windows. Right, Coulson should we hide in the stairs? Yeah, Coulson's going to say, "Get away from the windows, everyone up the stairs." Okay. Right. Can I have a okay. Can I have a stealth check from everyone, please? Okay. Would I have advantage of this on this because of the boots? <laughs> yes. If I'm not within direct line of sight, does that... my disadvantage still stand? If it uh, does, that's I would okay. say because you are kind of hiding in a specific hiding place, which wouldn't necessarily put you in I'll allow you to do this without your usual disadvantage okay if, yeah. you, if you want me to do it with disadvantage no 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 I I, it makes sense in this case yeah I just thought it did because it's not really visual it's if I make a noise 23 cool oh that's 19 good. oh also 19 <laughs> and they've got disadvantage to spot me yeah you hear the footsteps oh. stop just outside the one of the windows and there's a gentle creaking sound and you see first of all there is a as the long spear uh, which looks to have 
quite a lot of like quite a lot of reach like you know it's yeah. it's comparable to a bill uh mm. in terms of reach thrusts through one of the windows wiggles around for a moment mm -hmm. and shortly thereafter pull, is pulled back and the helmet and faceplate move into the window peers side to side doesn't seem to have noticed you you're just outside of its arc of view pulls back continues tromping on and you just hear you hear the footsteps grow distant well that was horrifying the bloody bloody buggering hell was that um I mean do is this familiar to any of us like uh, do we get a check or is it just a no scamp how good a look did you get at it would you said you would would you say you would have gotten at it um, when I was trying to see if I spotted it, I got a natural 20. I don't okay. know. Okay, <laughs> so you, okay, in which case, uh, you recognise that the script around the, the shield's circumference was dwarven. Uh, however, given your the fact that it's pretty archaic dwarven, and <laughs> your literacy level uh, with dwarven... <laughs> I I'd can like also read a little bit of dwarven. Uh... Okay. Maybe less than Scamp, actually. So yeah, um, Scamp has seen it well enough that they could recall and awesome. copy out the symbols. So, but but it, it is still an archaic script. So, can I have both of you give me an intelligence check, please? <laughs> Nine, three. <laughs> We're so smart. We're so, We're so smart. Okay, you oh, you recognise a few words. Um, there's a couple of names on it. Dunin, Muradin, uh, and you recognise a couple of words. Unbroken, Faithful, Dark, and you're not sure if it's um, Eat, Consume, or Swallow. So, Unbroken, Faithful, Dark, and consume slash swallow. Mm. And two names, Dunin and Muraddin. Uh, in fact, I, the, the order in which they come are Dunin, something, 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 you're not really sure. Uh, I believe it was unbroken, I said. Mm. Something, something, Muraddin. <laughs> you could have said them in the order. <laughs> Sorry, I've... <laughs> <laughs> That's really unhelpful. Um, You're not really weird looking at in. as well. Sorry. Unbroken. Unbroken. Something, something, Muradin. Uh, and then something, 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 faithful. Something, something, consuming slash swallowing, dark. Okay. I've got a and vague flowchart yeah, now. Yeah, and it kind of rotates, <laughs> it rotates round on itself. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Because it's a circular inscription. So no one really knows what the first one is going to be. Yeah. Hmm. So what should we do now? We've got this journal. Have a look at that. Uh, maybe not here, though. Maybe we should move, it might come back. Yeah. Yeah, um, we don't know if it's going to stick it stick through another window. Can I very surreptitiously go down to the window and just carefully peer out sure. to see where it's gone. Uh, I'll I'll keep your give it, I'll keep your existing stealth check for the moment um, for the purposes of anything else that might be looking. Give me a perception check. Uh, 
Okay. Oh, perception. Okay. Uh, Twenty-four. Okay, you can see that it is marching off uh, in the direction of another set of buildings, and it does stop at one of them, thrust spear in, stick its head in, look around, move out. Continues on. Seems like this might be part of a just a standard searching protocol that it seems to be going through. Where it stuck its spear in is there like a, a notch in the wall now? Uh, no, it's sticking it through the window. Oh, okay. It um, it doesn't seem to be doing it in a way that damages the architecture necessarily. Okay, all right. Um, I relate to the two of you. Looks like he's just patrolling on doing rounds, but. Well, I suppose if we're out of here before he gets to his next round, might I, be all right. I advise we are. All right, let's fucking go then. Yeah. Looking around, um, the I would say for comparison, the you saw the ring of like tower of, of like very short towers around that you passed through. You can see a bit more of these sti- uh, periodic isolated uh, buildings. You get the feeling that, judging from the circumference of the towers and so on, this, if this was a city and the towers mark the edges of it, it was about of comparable size to Crosswater, maybe? Maybe a bit larger? Okay. Uh, with the pyramid at its centre. That's mm. huge. <clears throat> that is massive, actually, yeah, because Crosswater yeah. was really big. Mm. Capital city. Uh, yeah. It wasn't actually big. a capital, but it was a bit like... Um, it's a bit like I think it was either Marseille or Toulouse in this sort of time, France. It was it was about the same size as Paris. It was, but right, sort of like yeah. the capital of the South, as it were. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, but like, yeah, it's the largest city apart. It might actually, from memory, actually, I think Crosswater is slightly larger uh, than Bright Hall proper, like the mm. capital of Bright Hall. Mm. Is. <laughs> okay. So I guess we try and. Um, Get a fair distance away with some stealth involved. Okay. What? Oh, so much stealth. Yeah. So much stealth, <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're moving stealthily then. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, maybe you should change your clothes. Oh yeah. <laughs> say that in character. Actually. Um, um, maybe get changed. Uh, you do have a point. I'm quite bright. I get changed into my still ridiculous but slightly less absurd clothing. <laughs> so the Bowie shirt and the silver trousers. Okay. I suppose you have a point. Fighty, who has been quiet up to this point, uh, <laughs> uh, takes his scarlet coat and reverses it to a brown one. Ah. Nice. Oh, that's very cool. So Clever. Thank you very Maybe much. Maybe I should get you to make me a reversible thing so that I can be fabulous or stealthy. Maybe, yeah. That might be cool. You can always look into that at some point. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds yeah. good. Um... <laughs> So that Fighty isn't giving himself disadvantage. Yeah. I guess I'm still wearing yeah. my winter coat though because it's freezing. Oh so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're kind of just like throwing something yeah. over it. Oh, I'm changing everything under it. Yeah, it's it's the bit it. under it that's true. Much, I mean, it? the winter coat is oh, no, it's a darker sort of purple with silver highlights. Up to you, darling. Mm, okay, if you're changing everything else under it, I'll say I'm not. I'm not going to give you the disadvantage. Okay, cause... cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing my white boots. You know, <laughs> 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 I'm wearing my purple. Boots. I mean, fortunately, um... <laughs> there is a fair bit of snow still around. Yeah. So. Mm, true. God, I still stand out like a sore thumb. Don't <laughs> yeah. I? Maybe I'm not at least like a fucking beacon. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh... Okay, so yeah, where do you guys want to head towards? Because there's a lot of just general like 
these weird isolated buildings uh and you could go yeah there's isolated buildings everywhere uh there's the fortress that's been built as it were on ground level there is the pyramid itself uh you can see that there are windows kind of leading into uh, in at very actually much rarer points leading into the pyramid uh, there's the apex of the pyramid as well. You don't know whether there's anything up there. It just looks like just a solid. Uh, actually, what would the capstone be for this? No, the capstone of this uh, would actually not... Because most of it is made, built out of white stone. Mm. Uh, you're not entirely sure what type. Um, but the apex of it is actually uh, cut out of some sort of black-looking stone. Ooh, very uh, cool. Just the ver just the very top capstone of it. Okay. Mm, interesting. Mm. In fact, give me a perception check. Okay. Just everyone. Everyone. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> Six. Fourteen. Six. Way. <laughs> Cousin, you swear you can see something just very slightly wisping out of the top of it, like almost Good. like <laughs> smoke. Not so much like smoke. It's hard to see. It's like almost like a heat haze. Just at the very apex, but like, if you took a flame and you and you got rid of all of the light. Okay, if I, I'm I'm gonna. Uh, okay, if I, I'm I'm gonna um, point this out to the others. Like, what the hell is that? Can we see it when he points it out, or not? See, just above the capstone there. Oh, this is an important question. Uh, oh, yes. Celestia and Scamp, you can see this. Uh, Fighty appears up. Can't really see what you're talking about there. It's, it's just like a vague shimmer in the air, like it's like it's hot or something. I've got to be honest with you. I don't have the best eyesight, um, but I'll take your word for it. Fair enough. Right, okay. just Scamp. I suppose that's that's where we're fucking going, isn't it? I can tell. Um. Well, <laughs> you definitely get a, you're definitely getting that pull towards the the pyramid. I mean, it'd be weird to go this far and end up in a shop or a house. Yeah, just just, just was hoping we didn't pyramid. have to go to the big ominous pyramid, <laughs> but we definitely do. Um, okay, can I have uh, some stealth checks from people, please? Uh, and um, this might be a couple of them. This is for the first strip bit. Is a strip mm. uh, so that's 19 again, actually. 15. That's a dirty 20 if I'm not rolling with advantage, or a 22 if I am. Yeah, yeah, you are, because in this occasion, having the silence would help. Yeah. And Scamp? 15, but they do have disadvantage to spot me, because I've got the hood up. Cool. All right. So we'll, we'll do this as a straight one then. So gold would be what it would count for. For sc Gold is Scamp. Ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you're making it through the third... The, the actual entry to the pyramid is about probably about a mile distant from this point. So you do actually have, you're having to work your way, moving quickly between the remaining trees, uh, as there are still some trees, although they get thinner and thinner as you go in, and uh, using the tall sort of buildings for cover. At one point, you are almost run directly into a patrol of, of about six of these armoured sort of ancient Tyrian soldiers. Oh, <laughs> Sort of desiccated, grey-skinned, four oh. what look like humans mm -hmm. with uh, setups that they've got these large sort of tower shields, 
stabbing swords and actually pairs of javelins on their backs. And behind them, you can see there are two uh, sort of mummified halflings walking behind uh, in lighter sort of auxiliary versions of the uh, of the armor. Uh, they don't have shields. They do have uh, what looks similar to the halfling sacks, actually, at their okay. belt, but again, looking quite similar to the Tyrian sword design, that sort of gladius style. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Um, yeah. But they also have uh, what you can see are... Uh, long slings and uh, actually, the, yeah, these would actually be fallen slings. Sta- slings on the end of staffs for extra re- range. Uh-huh. Uh, so sling staffs and uh, some pouches of what you would assume to be lead shot. Uh, so very, very classical pre-gunpowder uh, halfling weapon. Yeah, uh, goes on to say, yeah. So an expert slinger could hit something 300 feet away. Bloody hell. Aww. Best not cross them then. They uh, do seem to be keeping an eye out, but they march on. Ah, uh, as they're passing, however. Oh, this. None of you are proficient in the relevant skills for this. Maybe <laughs> scam. Okay. Can I ask for a for an intelligence check from each of you with? Gamp, you can add your proficiency bonus to this. Oh, Susie. That would be a dirty 20. That's 14. Oh, wait. Why was I rolling two dice? That's because all I've rolled (laughs) today. I will roll that again. Oh, that's not great. Um, Intelligence bonus. 10. Corzin, you notice there's something kind of familiar about weapons but you're not their weapons that they're holding the ones with mm. bared blades that you can see but it's celestia you're the one who kind of twigs this from recognizing it they the swords that they're carrying have a distinctive damascened pattern to them that mm. you recognize as being the uh, uh, like similar to the um, damascened effect from that uh, one from that one dwarven gunsmith you saw with, oh, with the rolling circles. the steel and yeah. an iron together. But this isn't patterning. This is what happens when you alloy steel with adamantine. Oh, oh. that's adamantine. That is. What drow have now that you mention it, uh, that she mentions it, uh, causing you realise. Oh yeah, it does look like the arrow you have. Yeah. All right. Why do they have that? Well, they're though. fabulously wealthy. Probably. I mean, it is fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is all a bit fucking weird. Should we um try and find a place to sit down and read this journal, see if it's got anything useful in it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want to take cover in one of these uh, houses before continuing on to the next leg of your journey, to I the just pyramid. don't feel like realistically we'll be walking along reading a journal out. Yeah, yeah, we're trying yeah, to be stealthy. Yeah. Like. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Find uh, okay. So I'm going to say, give me an investigation check to find a safe. Um, place. Do you want me to do it with advantage? Yes. Because yeah. Yeah. I've <laughs> got the skill. Yeah. Uh, oh fucking hell! Jesus, eleven. Okay, it takes you a few, a couple of minutes of searching, but you finally, but you find uh, one bill, one building that doesn't have too many viewpoints that you know, like uh, open windows that you could easily look in, mm-hmm. and you clamber through, climb up to the third floor. It's one of the taller structures. Mm-hmm. Um, and try and hang out where there's no windows. Yeah, I guess this is an interesting one. They're looking around. Um, this place. 
This looked like it looks like it may have been not uh, academic. This structure you can't. Hmm. So the two lower levels are like the the very lowest level. Looking at this lowest floor, however, it looks reminiscent of a bedroom. You can see where there would be space for a bed that's no longer here, uh, where there are shelves, slots. Uh, uh, there's even like a uh, a large stone coffer which would have had a wooden. Uh, cover at one point and you can see that there are that there are almost abstract shapes carved into the wall and tiny flecks of paint like just just the tiniest flecks of paint remaining where once there might have been murals or something painted onto it mm. but as you get up to the upper levels you can see there are racks and racks of stone slots um, of the kind where you actually you would most recognize you would recognize this celestia from seeing similar things in a dwarven shop mm. uh they're not like where where most people use paper sometimes for old documents and so on um dwarf or, or for permanent records dwarves will continue to um, mark, make their markings in stone like in stone like tablets, stone tablets yeah. mm-hmm. this place there are no tablets in the shelves but you can see these are clearly pigeonholes for tablets, maybe clay rather than stone. But this, the, from the, from how they're arranged, from the sheer number of them, and this the, on both of these floors, this looks like some sort of ancient library or records keeping room. But any actual documentation, as it were, within this place, there's no sign of it. Okay. However, at, when you get to the very top layer, the roof you can see is marked with small circles and i'd allow i'm gonna ask i could ask both this is a nature check okay celestia you make this check with disadvantage cool Mm. in fact causing you can make it with your proficiency if you don't have proficiency i'm trained in it anyway you can add your proficiency (laughs) what is it nature yeah that would be um a four okay (laughs) seven yeah. Oh, uh, nature. Uh, four. <laughs> okay. Fucking hell. During the course, like y- it takes you a long while to figure this out, but and during the course of your reading, at one point, cause and you look up and you recognise three, like a, a series of about seven little circles on the ceiling that you recognise as being the boar. Ah. Oh right. Oh cool. And you realise this, yeah, this is a map, of the like board. a little constellations. See that character. Roof. Is this a star map? Right. Is it that fucking thing that you were talking about before that doesn't look like a boar? Well, it it's it looks like it's a um, if not a, a a map of the night sky, then certainly some constellations. Yeah. Fair enough. Is it accurate? Is there anything missing or added or... Would I know that? Well, uh, one moment as the DM just kind of tries to remember how much constellations change over time. They uh, move around the sky, but they don't actually change. The actual unless, constellations don't It depends don't on how long, because yeah. stars die. True, Assuming actually. that... And new stars appear. Like, mm. if it's a long enough time... 
It's going to be a really fucking long time. We're talking though. millions of years. I'm just remembering that episode of Sherlock where they found something different in the sky. Mm. Yeah. It was uh, something that hadn't appeared, and that's how they worked out it was a forgery. Mm. Uh, I would say, based on this, you can make uh, you can make another nature check now that you know what it is. Okay. Everyone or just Every, anyone who wants to, but again with disadvantage, Celestia, because this is this is well it's outside. The sky. It's the sky. I'm gonna say I don't even make yeah, one because I don't. I don't know. Probably this is just okay. That's better. That's 19. Me. Yeah, and you yeah, can I add your scamp really knows the. Well, I'm you can add your proficiency anyway. if you. Oh, you're a proficient already. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, 19. Okay. Yeah. This. Uh, yeah. Several of the star. A number of the major stars you recognize have moved. The boar is in a slightly slightly different position to where it would be. Like, it matches the sky as you look up from where you are now, like, yeah. you know, from, from when you've been camping. If you had to peg a guess, uh, this is a star chart from in excess of three to 4,000 years ago. Uh, you don't right. know exactly. It's not a twenty, so you don't. You couldn't. You couldn't go to like a figure. You would say less than twenty thousand, more than three thousand. You're not like you reach a point where you kind of just don't know how much stars drift. All right. This is, yeah. This is this is old though. Those um, those constellations are all still there, but they've shifted. This is this is thousands of years old. Seems like a lot of things here are thousands of years old. Yeah. Also... What the fuck happened here? Some weird shit has happened here. This is weird combinations of all different periods of history. But Yeah. Because this is thousands of years. Something else was thousands of years. And then we've got this journal from, you know, seven years ago. All right. Let's, um, let's get away from the windows and uh, see if we can't figure out what this says. Yeah. Shall I just read this to you? It's probably easiest, isn't it? Skimming through it, you find that uh, most of it uh, appears to be the life and times of uh, an officer uh, uh, and mage in the service of the Osirian army, and a pretty fucking dull, up until the last few entries. Mm -hmm. So Celestia's skimming through, going boring, 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 he's having lunch (laughs) again, this is dull, okay, this this looks like it might be something, right. Um, I wanted to hear about the lunch. <laughs> it was very nice lunch. He had dumplings. It was very good. Um, but, I mean, not, like, helpful. <laughs> so, um, this one is from the 8th of Full, ba- Full Bows, 1790. So, seven years ago. It says, I am having serious doubts about the Major's decision to lead us through the Great Forest to make this rendezvous. While we will be perfectly placed to spring an off-the-books attack on the Meadmirish gun runners supplying guerrilla fighters in the Halfland... I doubt that a trip through the woods is any safer than a full frontal attack for all the surprise it would garner us. I am sick and tired for one of Pixies stealing all our surprise. Well, we know that feeling, don't Mm. we? Still, I am maintaining sendings to the command and we are still on schedule. Okay, so then nothing interesting for another eight days. And then on the 16th of Full Bows, again 1790, so same year, um... He looks a bit more bothered this time. St. Dustin and and the Regent. Our encampment was attacked by wood elf raiders. I didn't even think those were still around. Half the company is dead, the cleric is dead, and I'm doing what I can to gather survivors and get us moving. The elves are tracking us, but if we keep moving, we should be able to make our way out. Uh, And then 
Again, nothing wildly exciting for a few days. Uh, he doesn't write anything until the 5th of Falling Fruits, so a few days later. He says, It's been two weeks of constant hounding, the elves picking us off one by one and driving us deeper into the forest. We tried standing and fighting twice, and we just lost more men to their snipers. There are 30 of us left now. Didn't say how many he started with, but I assume that must be a significant loss. Would I know what the... Um other um, company uh, yeah. size would be well if they if they brought a full brigade mm-hmm. uh, that would have been around 500 uh, men okay uh, but it seems if they were doing a stealth if they were, if it was a stealth uh, mission it would be more, more likely a half that so two, 200, 250 250 uh, Corson would say that's 250 men all told if uh, if it was a uh like even half a brigade. And there are thirty left. Fucking hell, wood elves are like we've heard of, aren't they? Well They were obviously attacked in a uh, situation where their enemy knew the terrain and used it to their advantage. Well, whoever it was was still alive the next day. Because it says the sixth of falling fruits, again seventeen ninety. For the first time in weeks the elves have not attacked. What are they planning? And that's all they've written on that one. And the next day after that, again, the elves did not attack. One of the soldiers sent out to forage reported some. One of the soldiers sent out to forage reported some sort of huge obelisk sticking up through the ground. Another of the foragers went out past the obelisk, but did not come back. It seems the elves are still waiting for us, but won't pass by the pillar. Why? Is that those those things that we walked past? Do you think? Why, indeed, it yeah. would seem to make sense. But I mean, think about where we found this. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen any wood elves anywhere. No. I well, there was that grey stalker person that might have been one at some point, but mm. no live wood elf so far. No. No, the ones they saw were necessarily alive. We haven't seen anything alive were. so far, other than ourselves. I will say that, like you have, you you did in the course of the week or so you were traveling encounter mm-hmm. various wildlife, a few bears, well, you know, some mm-hmm. some dangers, but for the most part, you were able to fend them off or evade them, and they weren't worthy of mentioning. Okay, but you yeah. certainly didn't, as far as you could tell, encounter any wood elves. Okay. Yeah, um, and after we came through the line of pillars, mm. we've only seen dead stuff, yeah. am I right? No living wildlife yeah. in yeah. the pixies. No. That was more what Corson yeah. was referring to. Yeah, 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 No, I just wanted to check that I had that right because that might be important. Um, okay, last entry. Eighth of Falling Fruits, so next day after that. I never thought my church school education would ever actually come in use. The obelisk is written in a very archaic form of celestial. Should have paid more attention in that lesson. Can't read fucking celestial. Proclaim, uh, proclaiming these lands to belong to something or somewhere. Celestial pronouns are ambiguous. Called Kabir Nagash. Anyone heard of that? Have any of us? You have not. Oh. Okay. Okay. New to me. <sighs> me too. If I'm right, this is the outer reach of some sort of city-state, but it would have to predate the Regency. Maybe even if. Maybe even a contemporary of the early Tyrian Republic. The top layers of writing are essentially a list of proclamations and warnings, proclaiming proclaiming safety for all who enter and urging them to obey the laws of land and the sky. So, the top bit of writing is all about you'll be safe, obey the laws of land and sky. Hmm. Okay. There is more writing, but it is buried under the surface. In fact, given how large the writing is, I would not be surprised if it was meant to be read at a great distance. 
there may be more deeper in and it's not sh- and it's not as if we can easily leave why couldn't they leave it's weird they were pinned down here weren't they if they if they were um afeard of uh, wood elf attacks whenever they uh, were on oh, the move. true they couldn't get back out yeah mm. perhaps we can cross through this place and find another way out cross through this place maybe i don't know were they just trying to get to the other side maybe well, yeah, the other side of the city. Well, Again, that looks about it. it. It would make sense. You can see that this uh, journal, the last page, like the last page, is a little torn, as if it was uh, ripped in half. Oh, okay. This yeah. the page that I've got. So with the, the page that you got it. is the last page you have with writing on it, and it looks like there might be more, but you don't have that part of the journal. Okay, cool. Mm. Well, I mean, it sounds like that barrier is supposed to be safe mm. to some capacity. It's supposed to be keeping people safe in here so maybe it was made as a safety barrier for the city maybe I mean whether it's still safe now is another thing because there's nothing alive Depends in here apart safe from us. for whom though yeah I if doubt it's, a, it's intended for us if it's uh, uh, ancient Tyrian uh, construction then you know and it has protection spells on it then the region only knows what um what it would interpret us as. Fuck knows. I mean, whatever it is, it seems to want scamp. Mm. Something does. Foyti, um, this place that we're heading towards, mm. do you think it might be the epicentre of this? Uh, no, my se- uh, I've got a sense for these things and we actually want to go I mean, really, we we can go at any points in direction, which is actually slight, a bit off from the pyramid. We just want to keep going that way for, I'm not entirely sure how long. Um, pretty much by coincidence, this happened to take us along this you know, along this path, and it's not much of a detour to go visit this. Uh, the place I'm, I'm taking us to seems to be essentially unrelated. I think the only reason we ran into this is because it seems to cover such a wide area, mm. and we just happened to pass through it. Right. All right. I don't like this. No, I don't either. I don't like that something's pulling you. I look at Scamp. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But I don't think we can go past it, can we? Have you got any sense of what it is, Scamp? No. Hmm. (sighs) Well... I suppose we should probably go in and get it over with and then fuck off. I guess it's probably something tiefling, if the tiefling skin map is... I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's good. I mean, if there's something that pulls tieflings in and then maps turn up made of them, I don't think this bodes very well. Or it could be a sorcerer thing. I mean, (laughs) you don't really have anything in common with the rest of us. Mm. (laughs) no. Uh, yeah. Well, so long as we can uh, avoid any other 
giant bronze men, I'm sure we'll be alright. <laughs> Out of character for a second, I was just like, <laughs> it could be a beacon calling to all the non-binary people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 could be, yeah. Non-binary party. There's actually there's this really, like, there's this... Lovely LGBT <laughs> gathering. Yeah, there's this <laughs> party <laughs> in the middle of the like, oh, hey, you made it! <laughs> like, oh, don't worry about all the undead out there. Everything Everything's covered in rainbows. That's just the gatekeepers. You, know, you get past those. And it's a lovely party. Envy flags everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be that. But it was a nice thought and I it wanted to nice share thought. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it'd literally be sunshine and rainbows, wouldn't Aww, it? It's going to be evil magic and death. It is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself feeling um, not slightly pessimistic at the th- uh, as to the possibility of sunshine and rainbows inside. <laughs> All right. Well, so long as our uh, our path is pretty much parallel with this thing, I don't see that there's any uh, harm in continuing. But, and this is a big but, mind you. If we, <laughs> I did the same thing. Causing just sort of you're looks like, at you like, you're like what? your butt's big, causing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm nervous. It's been a high stress situation for a while. Causing sighs deeply, and uh, <laughs> continues. <laughs> um, if we see anything that suggests uh, that there is danger, we are not taking any risks. Our primary concern is to get out of this situation alive yeah none of us can afford to die no yeah. none of us I can't walk past it though I know I'm but sorry. if something tries to fuck with you I'm fucking picking you up and running out of there agreed I can't promise I won't run back I know right let's go then yeah. Aww. Keep your eyes open. In fact, yeah. No, you wouldn't hear that. In the ver- okay, yeah. that's so scary. Yeah. I hate you. Oh distance, wait, no, no, you no, wouldn't have heard you would, that. You, would you fucker. That. In the very <laughs> distance, you cause with the highest fast perception. You just hear yeah. ting. Well, it sounds like a very first distant ting, 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 ting sounds. Blacksmith. Uh, taking it peering through the window, you can see the, you can just make out the sight of uh, what looks to be the bronze statue figure a few streets away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as it's uh, thrust forward, you hear a crunch as the spear goes, uh, scrapes along some of the white stone of the building. And you can see it seems to be engaged in combat with uh, about three of those patrols of Tyrians. Oh. And you watch and you can see the, the slinger, the halfling slingers are holding back and, uh, and hurling uh, stones at it. And again, you see the distinctive glint uh, of what looks like, to, yeah, sort of maybe adamantium steel in the, in the bullets as they strike the bronze and actually manage to leave small dents. Oh. Were there dents on it before? No. Okay, interesting. So this might be the first time this has happened, as opposed to like everything else that's looping. At the same time, yeah. however, you see crunch uh, as it's uh, as one of the uh, human figure uh, uh, mummified figures attacks. The spear actually goes through the uh, the centre of it, impaling it, and it flings it to one side, where it crunches, 
uh, against the building and then slumps down. Oh. Right. That's odd. Gives them a wide berth. Yeah, let's stay yeah. away. You continue on towards the pyramid? Yes. yes. As you make your way out and use this distraction to escape, after you watch out the corner of your eyes, this uh, exchange continues for another minute or so before both sides, as it were, re retreat. The bronze colossus seems to have taken not a, necessarily a dangerous amount of damage. It doesn't look like it's about to fall apart, but enough that it looks like it's, you know, it, it's taken quite a number of scratches and, and dents and, be and beatings uh, and pull and it sort of holds its shield up and begins to retreat away. The uh, Tyrian soldiers, by comparison, you notice, go over and seem to recover their fallen, those that have been hacked apart or torn or, or, or impaled, uh, and begin dragging, picking them up and dragging them back towards the fort. Okay. Right. Quick, it's injured, let's kill it. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> no, run, no, run. no. kidding, run. kidding, no. <laughs> so joking. In, in all seriousness, if it starts coming our way, I don't make noise when I move. I will uh, create a distraction and try and lead it off. Then I can double back and rejoin you. No, that's a terrible idea. Let's just keep moving. I think it's, we should avoid that if we can. But I am the smallest better. person here. It will have the hardest time seeing me. I can fly. Um, maybe let's That's leave that for if that happens. Mm. You know, like I wouldn't just do it. Give me another stealth check as you're making your way. Fourteen. Oh. Um, um, Dirty you're making it, you, you begin, you traverse quickly over the next five uh, to ten minutes, getting closer and closer towards the pyramid. Uh, it's uh, only as you approach, however, that you hear the sounds uh, of <laughs> you turn and you can see the length of a street away the still dented and, in, and slightly damaged looking bronze uh, colossus is now, its face place is facing directly towards you, Celestia. Oh, shit. And it has begun to break into a jog. Shit, okay, how flying? close together are we? Are uh, we close enough to touch? Yes, I'd say you're close enough. You know, you're, you're suddenly within moving distance of each other, able to touch. Okay, I'm going to cast twin a fly spell on Celestia and myself, and then I'm going to pick up. Who's the lightest? Causin. <laughs> Causin. We decided Causin was lightest. Oh, I'm going to grab Causin yeah. under the arms and lift him up. I'll <laughs> grab Fighty. Yeah, it's definitely no Spicy, by the way. <laughs> 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 you want the two on this side check. <laughs> uh, straight up, straight up. Oh, why do we have to keep flying? This is horrible. Let's go. Okay, yeah, you fly directly up the bron <laughs> the bronze colossus. Uh, get doom, 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 thuds forward until it's directly where you were. Stares up, adjusts so it's got the shield facing upwards, uh, protecting you. Spear ready, and seems to just wait, following like following you as you're in the sky, but a good 
however many feet above it. You've got 60 feet per round. Um, so. Just out of range of <laughs> things. I mean, how out of range do you want to go? Do you want to go up the uh, full 60 feet? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, well. It seems to just impotently wait. Um, I think... <laughs> should we try and get out of sight? Can we, where can we go? Should we just um, go towards the pyramid? I'm going to try flying 10 feet to one side and see if it follows. You fly 20 feet to the one side, <laughs> moves, ten, moves until it's kind of equidistant oh, between shit. the pair of you, <laughs> and um, waits. Right. I can concentrate on this for 10 minutes. We could just throw shit at it. We could, but I don't know if it'll die. I don't either. And it might draw attention of more stuff. Yeah, I think I think maybe we should try and get away. <laughs> the best thing we can do is try and break line of sight with it. Yeah, let's try and get somewhere. Okay, you are pretty much right. There. You're, you're within about um, two hundred feet of the pyramid by this point, actually, as well. Could we just fly to the pyramid? You okay? Um, give me a perception check. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Fourteen. Four. Nine. Oh, sorry, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so you can see that there are. You can see with a fifteen, which is what you needed, three potential entrances. As I said, there are not really many windows in this, and the few slots that there are, for the most part, are like thin grill-type slots. Like, like arrow slots. Yeah, like arrow slits, letting in light but not really allowing entry egress. Uh, there are two ways in, both on the ground that you can see, one on either side of the pyramid, because you're in a position where you can see two two faces of it, essentially. Mm. There conceivably might be others somewhere near uh, there. There is also one, there is a small hole. It looks more like a window, but it would be wide enough for you to fit through. A mm-hmm. uh, circular hole up at the top, just beneath the uh, black capstone of the pyramid. Okay. Right, I've got an idea. So I reach over my back, go dang on my guitar, and um, like from the guitar, I th- throw down a ball of darkness if that makes any sense mm-hmm. okay. throw down a ball of darkness onto the uh, bronze colossus's face <laughs> uh, okay let's fly away go <laughs> run <laughs> you hear a boom, 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 good shot but uh, like I I, yeah. I want to like throw it and then oh, yeah, yeah, have yeah, us yeah, leave no. like as, you, as you're fleeing the, you see the bronze colossus sort of emerge in a random direction out <laughs> of it and begin searching the skies <laughs> uh, okay so where do you want to head to while you're fl- fl- uh, fleeing I guess one of the entrances of the pyramid would be yeah. ideal yeah, do you want to it? go for one of the ones on the ground or the one by the apex hmm. I'd say apex should we go straight ground. to the top There's a lot. wasn't there a lot of things patrolling the edges there certainly are, yeah, Tyrian patrols and so on on the ground. All right, uh, Apex it is then. Let's start at the top. Okay, as you okay. fly up to the top, uh, the Colossus seems to spend a few moments looking for you, doesn't seem to spot you, mm-hmm. uh, and then you see it begin to march off towards one of those two entrances, mm. which are just wide enough for the Colossus to actually get into. They're pretty mm. wide, like mm. wide, tall entrance places ways however you fly up towards the top and as you get there this close um you you can all see coming out of the top of this capstone is just this strange it's like a roaring flame but there's no light to it you can feel and there's not heat either when you get this cold this close you can feel it is like 
being in, in a blizzard. There's just this roaring cold coming out of the very top of this Ooh. cap. Uh, and just this distortion in the air, in the sh- much like a flame, mm-hmm. but with no light to it. Uh, it is freezing cold. You're not really close to it long enough unless you decide to stop and really investigate for a while uh, for you to risk cold damage. The other thing you do notice, however, is that the capstone, which must weigh several tons, if it's not just foiled, as it were, on the outside, mm-hmm. appears to be made or plated in adamantine. Oh. Oh, they've got a thing for adamantine here, haven't they? Maybe it was cheaper then. More abundant, possibly. Never heard of it being cheaper. Like, the world's hardest metal is never going to have been cheap, is it? No. Maybe, I don't, there, I don't know, maybe there was a place where they made it around here. Well, by know. the looks of things, if they're alloying it with other metals, then it was at least available here. Maybe common. Which, these days, adamantine is, um, is highly sought after, not only because it's got so many different um, applications, but because it's rare, like gold. Mm. You would know that it is rarer than gold. There is, as to, to the best of your knowledge, uh, maybe one source of it, uh, if that source isn't exhausted, and the dwarves keep mum about that. Mm. Yeah. Right. They're the only people who seem to have anything even approaching a reliable supply. Okay. Shall we go in? Well, we've come this far. Scamp, is this the place? You can yeah. feel the pull directly downwards from here. Yeah, it's it's in the creepy temple. Right, fuck it, let's go in then. Hey, you descend down through this sort of mo- this sort of hole, yeah. kind of like a moon. Door. Before we do that, I uh, say from the apex, fighty. Which direction is it from here? Uh, over there, fighty points and uh, it's basically just continuing south, broadly south, like very south, south, southeast, maybe. Okay. Um, and it points on from there. It's like a bit cold up here, isn't it? Fucking freezing, darling. Yeah. 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 Make an insight check. Both of us? Yeah. Ooh, everyone's ah, shit. Everyone. Ooh, Natural 20. Um, okay. 17? Three! <laughs> yeah, okay, so Scamp and Corson, you realise Fighty's not has not visibly reacted to the presence of this weird sort of non-flame. Hmm. He, in fact, with that natural 20, you get the feeling that he just can't see it. He seems to be able to, he can feel the cold, but... Have we established whether or not Fighty can see spirits? We, we did for the last fact episode. That he cannot. Ah, yeah, in which case. Because waved the rainbow yeah. around in front of him and he couldn't see it. Yes. All right. How are the spirits reacting? Actually, sorry, uh, I cut you off. This sorry. is a fair point. Yeah, they are all staying the fuck away from this flame. Okay. They're all look incredibly skittish. Yeah, sorry, Sam. What were you going to say? I cut you off. No, I was going uh, to say, seeing this, Corzin would come to. Reasonable conclusion. This is. I don't know what this is, but this is spirit magic. If if Whitey can see this, you can see this. I can see it. It's not spirit. That's fucking weird. That is. Maybe it's just magic in general. Fighter, you can't see anything at the top of this pyramid, can you? I'm not being dumb. Uh, I can see a big old black cap, and it's uh, really 
freaking cold up here. It must be altitude. Okay, right. No, there's, um, a, there's a magical effect of some kind that's making it cold. It's I like a flame, but it's cold. Yeah. Well, take right your there. word for it. Obviously something magic, but not like anything we've seen because we can all see it. That's mm. not usually how it works. Also, my spirits are fucking afraid of it. Same. Uh, Scamp, yet... do you hear a voice in your head? Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go into that if I were you. Is this the way? Is this the way in? Is it through this flame, or is it? No, no. You can see, see that okay, there is just a there is a beneath where the cap is in back okay, into the white stone. There is a sort of moon shaped hole when, into the chamber be, below. Let's get away from this we flame. Touch it. No, I'm getting that feeling too. Let's get away from it. Let's go inside. Jeffrey, uh, who is clinging to your shoulder. Um, Jeffrey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How often can quiet. we forget Jeffrey yep, exists? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey is kind of freaking out a little bit. <laughs> he doesn't seem to react like Jeffrey again. Doesn't look like he can see the flame. It's just really fucking cold, and he's oh. shivering. <laughs> also, Jeffrey's not quite adapted to flight yet. <laughs> Mind that monkey of yours will he'll give away our position. It's not a fucking stealthy monkey. Why the fuck did you get a monkey? This is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't a possessed parrot. That's Fair. True. Unhelpful at this point. Right, let's go inside. Come on. You descend Skull. down through the moon-shaped sort of hole, and you can see that this this fairly wide window does brightly illuminate the chamber beneath. The uh, top of this chamber, which is kind of arch-shaped all around, uh, seems to expose into like a little circular kind of disc of what you recognise as adamantine. Okay, apparently, no, that cap is solid. Um, wow. And um, you can see the interior of this struct of this room has been beautifully carved in relief in the image of a vast, of, of a city, of like a, a foreign metropolis. Uh, but all of kind of a structure of an architectural design which is unfamiliar to you it looks there's a lot of focus on spires but with a very rectangular kind of blocky aesthetic there's a lot of stepping uh, elements to it nothing that really persists today but you can see it's almost as if someone went to the top of this highest point in a city and then carved what they saw and the city is a lot deeper than it is on the surface. Looking at out of the window and matching up to the towers that you can, like the, the buildings on the ground that you can see, these would have been the tops of tall towers and large structures. It's as if the whole, from this view, the whole city is about maybe a good 80 to 100 feet deeper uh, than it should be. Right. Uh, and you can see in this carving it would have extended out to a tall city wall with high towers around the outside of it. <clears throat> and in a very, very, very distance, like distant enough that these cannot be, be like, draw, uh, cannot have been carved um, to scale more emblematically. You can see tiny versions of really tall obelisks with the eyes at the top. 
And, it, and you can see there are aqueducts, a river flowed through this place. This seems to be an image of a once bustling city. To one side of this route of this, you can see there is a set of stairs, stone stairs going down. And in the very center, you can see there is a circular platform uh, ringed with glyphs in what you assume because of the similarity of writing but none of you can read mm. is celestial uh, and very complex uh, diagrams and arrangements scamp give me uh, an arcana check <laughs> 10 something about this resonates with you something about this circle you don't know how or why but it seems to the feel of it the taste of that you it's almost it's rare that you kind of look at a be near a thing without you know using your coloring book to detect magic but do you just being near this thing let alone potentially touching it you know that this is magic and it seems to have the same kind of taste as your misty step in some way you're not really sure how and you get the feeling that the ring of markings on the outside are almost like a like a name or a code or an address is this it this is uh, not what you are drawn to that is deeper down it's important though how so it was i don't, I don't know it feels like something for, I don't know, moving or a place. I don't know. Hmm. Give me an investigation check, anyone who wants to take a, yep. a, a bit further yeah. around the room. I just want to run my hands over Fucking it. I keep rolling threes. <laughs> okay. Seven. Five. Nine. You feel sort of resonance to it. It feels familiar to your to, your, to, to the magic within you in some way but it's it's distant it's beyond what you have what you have now you feel like if there was more if you could reach deeper into the well of power within you you could connect to this in some way but you're not quite sure how Nine was the highest. Yeah, looking around, you don't really notice anything uh, more mm. in this place. Fair enough. So, where are we going, Scamp? Oh, down. Right. Actually, down. there'll be more of this pyramid underground, won't there? Because it's all buried. Yeah. Seems like it. Underground is my territory. Let's go. Right, you are. You begin stepping down. And What's the light level like in here? Uh, when you get out of this room, no light. As you step down, you realise the chambers below, and it seems to be a set of corridors, are just pitch black. Mm -hmm. I go, hang on, oh, darling, and I go ding, 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 on my guitar, and <laughs> four little blobs of light appear and nice. wander around our heads. Ooh. Purple. Dramatic. And because uh, you're now level five, they actually have a slightly wider light radius as well. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I think it's like twenty feet now, isn't it, rather than ten? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 
Yeah, it's like 10 feet of strong light, 10 feet of dim light, instead yeah. of just 10 feet of dim light. It's quite nice. You actually get the much brighter, Fun. it's easier for you to make your way along. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... As you are progressing downwards, then, you can see there are... This corridor, for the most part, seems to run around the outside of the pyramid. Okay. And continue along a while before it hits a set of steps, going down, going down. Uh, there are a lot of doors, but they're all stone doors. They're heavy stone doors, and they show no sign of any obvious way to open them, almost like they've been sealed shut. Mm. Or if there was some way, that the, the means to open them is not obvious. Uh, there are, unless you particularly want to investigate any of these rooms, the, uh, none of them are, are where, you, where you're getting the pull from the scamp. Okay. If not, you can continue heading down. I don't know. I have a quick peek in. Yeah, should we have a quick look? Okay, you decide. You stop at the first one you see, mm -hmm. and give the door a sort of a, a push. Give me a strength check, please. Uh, okay. Can I help? Yeah, so I'll let you make this with advantage. Okay. Because all, all I think three I would, of you like... just love. Just, just straight strength. Straight strength. I mean, I guess, yeah, this would be athletics. Athletics. Athletics, okay. Right. That would be a 25. Woo! That's what you need. Jesus. <laughs> Without Gordon, have I ever told you it's terrifying how strong you are for your size? Fucking hell. Wow. It's a halfling trait. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been in a halfling arm wrestling competition. <laughs> you manage to push this this bit of stone just wide enough for you to slip through. Uh, these, yeah, if there was some like way... Just me or all of them? Uh, Mostly you, I, mo I think. Easiest for you, but Obviously, all of you yeah, to yeah. some degree, yeah. You'd have to take that I get the impression me and Scamp, like, try and help, but it's basically yeah. you. <laughs> uh, this is not hinged like a door, like like the door was at um, uh, in uh, Slavitska's Isle. This is, uh, or, or uh, this is literally just a... Uh, I mean, no, no, I guess, yeah, no, this is not hinged. This is just like a stone door slab yeah. that someone has put in the way. Yeah. Either this is here to replace whatever door would have originally been here, or there was some other means of opening this door. Because seriously, you've almost, you feel like you're on the ver you're on the verge of giving yourself a hernia trying to open that thing. Yeah. Especially, you know, you know maybe... It's, like, it's like two kids trying to help help their dad push a car. Yeah, yeah. that's literally what it's like. We're both useless. Um, okay, as you... But peering inside, okay, you find uh, the room is dark within, but... Dancing lights. Putting it open. You can see there is a small, um, sort of like a personal chamber of sorts here. Uh, and in fact, you can see that there is a small, so there's no light source that you can see, but there is a small alcove in uh, kind of like, almost like a semi, with like a he hemispherical dip in it, mm. where uh, in just the right place where if you were to put like a lantern or something, it might light a good portion of the room. You get the feeling that would have been where whatever light fixture would have gone there. I put a dancing light in it for fun. The room is beautifully lit in this purple okay. hue. Um, 
Looking down, you can see there is a truly ancient, simple bed frame made out of um, fragmented preserved wood. It looks as if there was a bed here, but it broke from some force or other, maybe from overuse or just, you know, poor construction, who knows, long ago. And f pieces of preserved fabric, as if this chamber has not been opened in since its initial use. There are, upon stone um, shelves on the walls, ancient, what look to be truly ancient pottery jars, just vessels, uh, drinking vessels, cups, uh, which are glazed in uh, brilliant sort of greens and reds. There is a now black looking uh, simple like almost like an amphora type sort of uh, vase or urn with like two little uh, whole, uh, uh, rings to hold it by mm -hmm. but you can see the gleaming purplish yellow because of the light ring of where the very lip of it was covered in gold leaf hmm. um, and looking at the black of it yeah you recognize this is ancient tarnished silver it would have been a silver and gold uh, amphora, we'll call it for lack of a better description. Okay. The, there, what, there is again a fragmented, partially preserved, what looks like it might have been a simple cabinet with fragments of clothing, all of which are to some degree broken or, or, or disintegrated. Still some fabrics, uh, degrees of the fabric preserved, Died at one point a brilliant purple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so this is like fairly valuable stuff. Yeah, this looks to be like you know certainly, but uh, but like by the standard, it, by you know any reasonable standard, there's a fair amount there, and you can see um, depicted on sort of a fresco on the wall, like so again on relief on the wall, and in this case the the paint would actually have survived it's a little faded from just time and oxidation so mm. all of the colors are much browner and darker than they would be mm. uh but you can see there are slightly stylized uh geometric images of a number of people and it's kind of symmetrical divided along one side mm. uh on one side there are brown-skinned human, as far as you can tell, figures. Mm. There's no detailing on the ears, like, or anything mm. that, like, so you don't know. They could potentially be out. They could be elves, you don't mm -hmm. know. Um, but, yeah, definitely humanoid-looking figures with, all with silver, short, sort of short-cut silver hair. Okay. Um, dressed in uh, clothes of, looks like, white, yellow, and purple uh, raising their hands up in uh, it, it's hard to tell whether it's like supplication prayer or jubilation hmm. uh, towards a large uh, towards an image at the top uh, which appears to be yeah it appears to be a again kind of geometric diagrammatic representation of a grinning skull on the far side of it uh, on the other side in, in matching symmetry 
are the same figures, still with silver hair, but their skin is completely painted black. Hmm. Uh, and their clothes are... But the clothes are the same as well. Um, white, yellow, purple. Mm-hmm. And again, raised up in whether it's supplication or cheer or whatever, mm-hmm. you're not. it's not really clear. Well, those could be drow. Could be. And what if the other ones are like, I don't know, wood elves or something? I mean, elves come in all skin tones. Well, could be a specific area. Yeah. Um, or it could be people. It could be, it could be humans. People in general, but I've definitely never seen this uh, grinning skull before. I mean, it's a skull. How much does it look like the one that friend lives in? Uh, not particularly, actually. Okay, good. Okay. Good check, though. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, it looks like as much as a skull does. <laughs> Like it's like right. in a sense, it looks a bit like it, but it's not like a perfect facsimile of it. It's not. It's not done in the same style as the silvery skull that Fred lives in. I'm going to ask it, Fighty, Have you ever seen anything like this? Gotta say, this is all pretty new to me. Um, I'd imagine if I I've was... seen that die before. Uh, you don't get that die anymore. Uh, these the the, the snails. Yeah, the purple one. The snails that made it have all died out. Uh, there's they've they've got a few jars of it hidden away in different places. Uh, that stuff is cr- that stuff is ridiculously expensive. Huh. But uh, no, the, no, that the the uh, snails that produce it died out about a thousand or so years ago. Oh. Wow! They were overfished. Sort of thing happens. Right. Oh. I right. imagine if I were an archaeologist, I'd have creamed my britches. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As far as um, anything useful in here goes, I'm not, not quite really. sure if there's... We should probably keep going down. Mm. I mean, you know, that urn or whatever would probably be worth a few bob if we're in a looting mood, but, you know, we've got... There's we're only more so in a much survivor mood at this point, Fighty. Mm. Um, how heavy is that urn? Like, how big is it? Uh, it's... It's about, uh, I'm just trying to think for a comparison uh, in terms of size. It's about the size of like a, a good, solid, I want to say like a tea urn. Um, like, like the size of uh, a large, right, you know, it would be large enough to carry, you know, when you uh, like a good two litres of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, like, okay. so if you think of one of the, the size of one of those two litre bottles of water you get in uh, the yeah. shops, it's yeah. big enough to carry those. Is it worth taking this? What do we think? Can we be bothered? Well, if you give me, like, ten minutes, I can make a little floating disc and pile it up with shit. True. But that seems a bit... I, I mean, I, I'm more worried... No, 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 I'm worried we'd have to run. Do we have a... Um, a, uh, a... A carrying problem as water, currently? I don't think you we do. Or have like You've all had, like, canteens and so on, and mm-hmm. you didn't lose them in the shipwreck, so... Mm, fuck it, let's, um... There's there's even like the remains of that small of that barrel of water that mm. um, yeah. you're currently holding around in your backpacks. Mm. Something tells me we should be able to run if we need to, so maybe we should leave it. That's my yeah. instinct. I mean, is it fairly obvious that these amphoras are empty? Oh, uh, you haven't checked them. Right, I will go and see if there is anything in them. Okay, uh, this... an amphora is just a small bottle, isn't it? Uh, it's, yeah, like it's like a, a clay large jug. Jug. Okay, cool. Yeah, like yeah. I think jug. like you know Greek. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure I had it right. I yeah. check. This yeah. one actually does have a tarnished uh, silver uh, stopper mm-hmm. in it, so you need to pull the stopper out. Mm. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. That, um, that wine turned to vinegar a long time ago. Okay. Ten gold if you drink it. Bugger <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, causing you've swallowed disgusting things for payment before, darling. I mean, yeah, and look how well that friend. turned out. And he puts <laughs> it back in. <laughs> He's gonna uh, try one of the others, uncork that. Uh, the others are actually not corked or filled with anything. They're just more like uh, drinking vessels and uh, like crockery, essentially. Seeing vinegar. No, that wouldn't even be particularly useful as a um, as a, uh, a disinfectant. Not off wine vinegar, no. It'd sting like fuck as well. It'd be awful. <laughs> well, like an infectant. <laughs> you make a good point. All right, no, leaving that there. All right, let's let's go. Okay. You just uh, you head out and not op- not risking a hernia on any other doors for the moment. You continue no. down. Um. These corridors are kind of wide enough for two of you to walk abreast. So I'd like to know who's going, as it were, who's at the front, who's at the back. I think Shaw's in... Actually, oh, no. I would like to walk in front of Scamp. Yeah, no, oh, you, like you've got the best the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, Corson will um, bring up the rear. Alright, cool. Okay, Corson will fight you at the rear. Mm-hmm. Uh... So you descend down one, two, three levels, just walking around this encircling sort of corridor mm. before... Who builds pyramids like this? <laughs> Actually, that was in character. Like, who seriously builds pyramids like this? Who builds fucking pyramids, you know? I've never seen one before. I'm assuming they're not normal. Nobody these days... Well... <sighs> Years and years ago, they were uh, they were popular, but they kind of fell out of fashion. Yeah, it's fucking old. I mean, again, Jason, correct me if I'm mm, saying no, anything. No, no, you're you're quite right. They, yeah. they're, they're not in fashion for current Calcinian architecture. Causing, I've had a thought. You go in front of me. That way, I can shoot over your head. All right. Very, very Makes much more sense, Otherwise, you just can't see. Mm. As you go down the fourth set of steps, however. Um, you notice one of the uh, stone doors appears to have been cracked in uh, at the side and forced open by some force at some point. Okay, I'm going to have a look at that. Okay, uh, so the moment you do so, you see as you get as you turn to look, you see there is scratched into your physical uh, stone some sort of weird little glyph. Uh, Causin, give me a wisdom save, please. Oh, oh fucking hell. I was about to say we should be careful, but never mind. 17. Okay, uh, you avert your eyes in time as it sort of begins to flicker with strange colours uh, to you, and you uh, you pull your head away uh, and shake it off. Even so, there's a couple of drops of blood run out of your nose as, you, as just this splitting headache hits you. You take seven half to three points of psychic damage. Okay. Uh, the uh, fuck happened? That looks like what I do. So looking at the blood in your nose. Uh, oh, Richard, damn it. What was it? Oh, it's... Oh, it's some kind of magical ward. Oh. Like... Oh. 
like when we were uh, doing the uh, uh, the heist. Oh right, um, Scamp, you. Uh, I mean, oh, I saved it that, that, that one. That was not good last time. <laughs> um, uh, can we just break it? I mean, I can try and disarm it. I guess. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I feel like we should probably try it, though, shouldn't we? How, yeah. Can, can we even vaguely tell... Look. Okay, I'm going to ask this in, uh, in character. Is there an upwards time limit on, on how long that uh, spell can last? I don't know what the spell is. I don't know. Does it look like it's part of the original work, or is it something that's been added? Do you look at it to find out? Um... No, that seems like a terrible idea. Mm. No, yeah, is, is it obvious that him looking at it is what did it? Uh, none of you saw it flash, but you saw Corzin look at something, then turn his head away with blood splashing out of his nose and going, ah. So none of you have at this point said that you've looked at where he looked. To you, Corzin, you saw a flash of light, but no one else saw a flash of light. Okay. Do these things work in mirrors? I... I don't know. I'm going to get my mirror out and have a look at it through the mirror. Okay. Peering through the mirror, you can see there is scratched into the stone in a very not part of the original (laughs) design way, a curious looking glyph. Uh, It does not flash with light or cause you to uh, have a a mild aneurysm. All right. Some sort of glyph. Right. What if we just break it? I'm going to shut my eyes and try and scratch it out. Okay, give, give me an arcana <laughs> I'm going to look at it in the mirror and, like, Please tell you direction. where it is okay, and, like, yeah. help you out sort of thing. Okay, no, um, okay yeah, they're going to say that cancels out the disadvantage I was about to give you for trying to do this without looking at it. So uh, <laughs> Actually, I've got something that can help you. And uh, Corzin ruffles around in his pack and uh, pulls out the um, uh, the arrow. So oh, yeah. Scratch it out with that. That should okay. make it quicker. Okay. Um, yeah, give me an icon check. Ooh. Uh, 11. If you can't scratch it out, you can destroy the surface it's on. Okay. Mm. You do, turn taking a wide scratch, you leave a good score mark in the uh, in the ground. As it does so, however, you all see just a sort of <laughs> flash of power discharge from it. Uh, scamp. Give me a reflex save, actually. Sorry, de- deck save. Wrong edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardly ever wow, that's been a while. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Shout out to all you Force Edition fans. <laughs> Good, that was for me. <laughs> but yeah, true. Uh, oh, God. Seven. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, do we no. have to make de- uh, deck saves as well? Uh, no. Scamp is right. the one closest enough. Uh, so as the blast of a discharge comes out of it, because it was, 11 yeah. was not quite high enough to safely disarm that, uh, you take 19 points of force damage Ooh, as it blasts out and it just leaves it essentially it's like a like a bolt of energy uh, strikes out and leaves oh, a burn like across <laughs> across uh, Scamp's It could chest. have been so much better if it was Thieves Tools I'm gonna go oh well I'm gonna <laughs> kick up my heel and go ding healing word that's shit uh, seven so you get seven points my darling Thank you. Cure wounds as well. Oh, we could just have a sit down for half an hour. No, no, we don't. Strictly speaking, actually, yeah, having considered that, I will, in future, having realised that breaking it alone should work, 
you can use uh, Thieves' Tools for that check, but that's already happened. Okay, okay. Uh, for future reference, what would the... Is that with dexterity or intelligence? Or... Intelligence, I think it would be for that. Okay. okay. That would have been a 14. I don't think that would have been much better. <laughs> Regain the t- uh, 10 additional hit points. Cool. I am fine again, just about. Okay. Awesome. So, peering into the room... Thank you. It's Okay. You can see there is what appears to be another set of uh, an, another sort of personal looking chamber. Mm-hmm. This one, there's no sign of uh, any like crockery or anything else in it. But somewhat, some several someone's at one point dragged a series of packs and bedrolls up here, which are much more intact than the ones that were exposed to the elements Mm. outside. And in the purplish glow of the dancing lights, you can see where once multiple people rested here, made camp. Uh, Apparently, fortunately for you, they seem to have found somewhere else to go uh, to the toilet. Um, (laughs) But you do... uh, But but yeah, it seems that there's... uh, a variety of old packs and uh, camping supplies here. Hmm. All right. Well, somebody was here. I'm gonna look through them for any um, potentially useful items. Okay. Give me an investigation check. I mean, I'm guessing by when you say recent, as in relatively intact compared to the. Absolutely disintegrated yeah. stuff we were saying before. Investigation, that's 11. 11. Okay. You find. Um, did you pick up the keg of powder, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we totally would have done So that, that has. Uh, that would have 50 rounds worth of powder in it. Right, cool. Which is convenient. Oh, as, right you, down. as you find another 40 oh, rounds of musket shot in this room. 40 rounds of musket shot. In one of the, in, Maybe you right. In an ammunition bag. Let's write 45 each yeah. down. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, no, this is the this is rounds of shot. So with the powder, okay. you've right, got a yeah. total of 40 rounds of, of shot okay. and powder, because you need both to, yeah. fire, okay. uh, to fire a musket. Would this fit my carbine? It will fit your carbine. Right. And uh, because the Orsirian uh, army insisted on standardization, it will conveniently also hit uh, fit some of your flintlocks. So, yeah, we're not going to worry about uh, different gauges uh, in this game, except as far as the difference between normal shot and blunderbuss shot is concerned. Uh, So, the uh, you do find another. Oh, you find another f- ten packets of cram. Mm. <laughs> well, we're not starving, but gods. <laughs> I will take the cram, just in case. <laughs> um, you find uh, another. Uh, you find another. There's actually another bas relief here, uh, although uh, the. Uh, and uh, this one instead seems to be just a, an image of the city as it was outside. Um, you don't really gain much more, although there is, uh, although the, this time it includes pictures of again silver-headed humanoids 
just walking about their daily business, it seems it like it's like a street view. Someone's decided they wanted that on their wall. When you say silver-headed, is it like their, their entire heads are silver? No, just their hair. Okay. Is it like a helmet or is it like hair? It looks to be hair. It's kind of hard to tell because of the, of the style that they've used, but it seems to just be like hair. Why have they all got the same fucking colour hair? It's a little Weird. Odd. I mean, don't get me wrong. Drow have like two hair colours, but still two, you know? Mm. Like, unusual for them to all be literally the same. Yes. Mm. And all the same hairstyle as well. Yeah, it's fucking weird. You also find the other... uh, You also find several pages of a torn journal. Ooh, how exciting. Yes. Oh shit, guys, it's more. It's more of that man's journal. I don't know why I'm saying man. It could be fucking anyone. We don't know if they were a man. Um, Yeah, it's the same dates. I think it actually follows on. So, yeah, last time we had Eighth of Falling Fruit, so we've now got Tenth of Falling Fruit. Shall I read this yeah. to us? Yeah. Let's, let's read it out. We can all just read it together. Okay, so Tenth of Falling Fruit, 1790, so same year, same writing. The ruins of a city, not just any city, but judging from the size of the Ring of Towers, on one on par with modern Tyre. Only the upper levels of the buildings remain, but here and there portions of the old city still survive. Pottery, long tarnished bronze tools, copper racks for hanging cloth, so like all the shit that we found. Mm-hmm. Anything of wood or fabric is only partly preserved, but longer, but longer lasting materials survive. One of the women in the company found a bronze goblet lined with gold, the latter material gleaming as the day it was made once we scrubbed away the grime from years of rain and dirt. Of more immediate concern are the dead. I have seen no, t- no signs of tombs or burial sites and no clue of the original inhabitants, but we, have st- but we have snuck past the walking dead on multiple occasions, including one vast column of ancient goblins led by a mammoth riding giant beating a circular road. Well, that's still going seven yeah. years later. That's quite scary. Um, there is a fort here, seemingly guarded by a cohort of ancient Tyrian soldiers. I don't have much direct experience in necromancy, my specialisation being illusionism, this is why I volunteered for this mission originally, but although these entities resemble zombies, they are apparently possessed of far more autonomy and even residual skills from life than any undead raised by modern necromancers. They do not seem to be sapient or even cognizant of their situation, attacking only when approached. We will have to stay clear of them. Well, I mean, that sounds like sounds everything's like the same. Going yeah. Seven years later. Makes you wonder how long it's been going on. Okay, so this is the next day. That was the 10th of Falling Fruits. This is the 11th of Falling Fruits. Bastard ancient soldiers ambushed our camp. We got caught by a band of Tyrians who set upon us with swords. Enough shot brought them down, but we lost four of the company and the noise brought the attention of the Guardian, a huge bronze statue. Oh, well, that's the Guardian from your map anyway, mm. maybe. Maybe, we hope. We hope there's not another fucking Guardian. It started stabbing its spear into the camp, trying to root us out, and we had no choice but to flee. I lost the majority of my diary in the attack, and all I have left now are these last few blank pages. I will have to try and recover it when we leave. For now, we have fled into the pyramid at the city centre. Okay, so... Makes sense. Mm. Um, So, two days later, uh, 13th of Falling Fruits, morale is shaky. At least the Guardian makes no effort to enter the pyramid. The Tyrian patrols continue to menace the exterior, although they frequently make 
attacks upon the Guardian who returns their ire. Well, I guess that's what we saw before then, mm. isn't it? I expected no success upon their part, but it has become apparent that their weapons are forged as a, as a steel... DM, help me. As a steel allow... Alloy. Alloy. You've written allow. There's Have a typo I? in that. that yeah, that made okay. no sense. Okay, cool. I'm going to correct. I was like, am I a stupid? Yeah. No, okay. No, you're Doesn't stupid. Master Fair, you know. <laughs> Red pen, see me. Yeah, <laughs> see me later. Um, anyway. Oh, this, this man's handwriting is terrible. <laughs> I expected no yeah. success upon their part, but it has become apparent that their weapons are forged as a steel alloy with that rarest of materials, adamantine. Thus, the Guardian is forced to retreat after a time. Yet the Guardian can and does slay some of the soldiers, rendering them broken. By sheer attrition over millennia, why are they still here? Good question. Fair, a fair question indeed. That alone would be reason to make us want to leave, but supplies are low and these outer rooms of the pyramid are blocked by heavy stone doors in many places, tomb-like and needing much work to break open. Where still we have encountered traps. Okay, good to know. There are traps. Traps are here. We've already encountered traps ourselves. Well, there's one trap, yeah. The curious thing is that these traps are magical in nature, of a style and design familiar to me as being practised in the modern day. Okay, so they didn't put this here. This was here before them. Mm, this feels strange. I would expect arcane traps either for, far more primitive or beyond what I can do, but being of an equivalent nature? Question mark. They're confused. The only reason we might want to stay bluntly is the treasure. Many of the artefacts in this place have survived the ravages of time, untouched by the virtue of being sealed away in stone. And we have found relics in su relics surviving in silver, bronze, and gold, as well as many pieces with gemstones such as onyx, lapis lazuli, and, and cornelian. If we can ever get out of here, we will be rich. And that's, that's all there is. Hmm. All the rest of it's a bit fucked up. Just uh, out of character, when we discovered the first part of this journal, was there a body? The only body you found was the carved up and kind of like broken into multiple pieces. Diced. Of, diced body of the Tyrian soldier. Right, okay. There are no bodies in this room. I mean, nope. there's no reason they might not have gone down further. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the end of the diary. Well, if he was a Tyrian soldier, then almost certainly he's not an orc. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah, so fine. Right. Why did he leave these bits behind? Maybe something got them. I down can there? think of two um, possibilities. One, they were um, left in a hurry, or they weren't needed anymore. I don't like either of those things. Neither do I. Oh, it's a side quest in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> you open it and it starts reading itself out. Uh, as you walk <laughs> At this point, causing you hear... Just like a soft of like maybe leather or cloth from down the hallway alright I turn around immediately and um, look in that direction give me a perception check I heard something okay nine you just see for a moment 
the silhouette, a humanoid silhouette, pass along the. Uh, you can just see where the uh, stair, where where you go down the, the corridor goes and turns and goes down a set of stairs. You just see a, a humanoid silhouette for a moment in the just very faint glimmer of the purple white. Sort out. Okay. It seems to pass on. And you just hear this sort of sound. There's something down thither. Scamp, is that what's pulling you? Did you feel it move? You can still feel the uh, pull coming from. It's been. Uh, it's below, but now kind of pointing towards the center of the pyramid. You would guess maybe one or two stories down. No, it's whatever's at the middle of this place. Right. But now we know that We're the dead are in here too. So maybe quiet and careful. Yeah. I'm going to knock an arrow. Mm. Give me a stealth check, please. Looking for traps as we go. <laughs> and investigation. Oh no. So that my stealth is a 15. My stealth is a 13. 14. Oh, investigation is a natural 20. Nice. Okay. Investigation uh, is a 15. Okay. So, Causing and Celestia will be the ones who are the most perceptive. As you're making your way forwards, you quickly see, you, you make your way quickly and carefully towards, the, uh, uh, towards where the staircase is. But, Celestia, you notice it first, causing a moment later, the uh, there is in one of the, another of the rooms has been broken into. You see, actually, along this corridor, several of the rooms have been broken open and just cleared. They seem to have been looted, but one of them has a curiously large sort of stone block just near the entryway. And twigging this, you look forward and you see at one point the texture because the the floor is made of these white stone blocks. Mm -hmm. The texture of a stone block is slightly too perfect. And I'm kind of taking just the edge of your rapier, you touch and you see that it goes through the floor where that point is. Ah, uh, we're at Hogwarts, it's a trick step. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Um, I, I point this out. Don't step on that, it's not real. Illusion. Journal guy, liked illusions. Must have been very good if it's lasted this long, unless he's still here. Seven years. Seven years oh, is a long him. time. I mean, to live. Mm. And there's still cram. <laughs> <laughs> there's always not. cram! <laughs> but not seven years of cram, you know? Yeah, Corson says cram is not much of a life. <laughs> <laughs> he said there were traps here already. We don't know. True. They didn't just. Yeah. Making your way to the top of the stairs, however, you peer down, you can see there are a group of four desiccated, mummified, they're not as ancient looking figures. Mm -hmm. um, two orcs, two human, mm -hmm. in faded, slightly kind of threadbare red coats. Um, two of them have muskets. Mm -hmm. Two of them are holding, are dragging heavy sacks. And you can see from where the sacks have spilled slightly, one is full of just roots 
just like vegetable roots mm -hmm. the types you might find in the woods another seems to be full of pine seeds just like pine nuts from pine okay. cones okay and they are just dragging them along this corridor leading downwards and um actually from this point you can see for once the corridor actually stretches on the other way past the stairs rather than just this loop round and round you can just faintly see the glimmers of light of one of the entrances that was from the ground level oh, okay it looks as if they've come in through that entrance and are dragging this just these bags of vegetable matter mm -hmm. deeper into the pyramid They right. haven't spotted us then. They do not seem to have spotted you. You do see as they walk along, as they continue mo uh, marching along the corridor, there's a point where they stop, all step to the side, and avoid a particular patch of floor before continuing hmm. onwards. Mark that. Mm -hmm. Let's follow them at a distance. Yeah. I'm going to make a practice of poking every step with my rapier as we go down, mm -hmm. just gently to see if it's real. Careful you don't blunt that. Yeah, you have a point. Or set off a pressure pad. No. Uh, true. Okay. You will continue following this this undead patrol. Obviously we go past the thing that they went past, we don't Avoiding step on the it. <laughs> the possible trick step and continuing deeper down into the bowels of the pyramid. And that's where we'll pick up after the break. Mm -hmm. We'll rejoin you all after these no doubt important messages. And now for a word from our friends at Modified Roll. Hey guys, do you want to hear some new and veteran-ish players as they dive into a completely homebrew world created by our talented DM Liam? Then join us for an old-school, authentic D&D experience as we focus on collaborative storytelling in an open world, allowing us, as players, to cause as much anxiety as possible for our DM. Catch us on most podcast platforms, visit our website, and come chat to us on social media. Modified Rule. Come and join the adventure. Hello, and welcome to sunny, sunny, perpetually overcast Midmere. Have you considered the benefits of serfdom? You enjoy protection, being tied to the land, and never being able to run free to the cities, where you would be able to do things like liking, rating, subscribing to flintlocks and fireballs, and leaving reviews on iTunes. Stay where you are. And welcome back. So, you follow carefully behind the four red-coated soldiers, dragging their sacks down one layer, down past a set of steps, and then deeper along a corridor a little deeper in. There's a 
moment where they pause. Two of them grab hold, the two with muskets grab hold of a stone door and just pull it slightly to the side. This one you can see is grooves in the ground from from repeated reuse opening and closing, which seems to have made it a little easier to do before the four of them enter, dragging the sacks with them. In front of the door, there is a large, op- there, is a, there is a sort of open sort of chamber type area, and you can see the remains of another camp. This one looks different. The blankets, the uh, packs here have all long since been ransacked mm. and removed. Um, but there is a mark on the wall in some sort of just carved in scratched into the wall Mm. in a curious twisted thorny sort of script scamp you recognize this as the infernal word for burn Mm. anyone read that i can't Causing just does he just see that it's a um, uh, a sigil? Yeah, you just see a sigil, and he just says, "Oh, here we fucking go." (laughs) (laughs) It says burn. Right. Well, um, let's uh, see if we can avoid getting burned. Then not touch it. Does it look magic? Um. Does it look similar to the one we saw previously? The one you saw previously, no, that looked a bit different. It's more like an arcane design. This mm-hmm. appears to just be, based on the fact that you are looking at it and your brain isn't hurting, <laughs> um, it Small just mercies. appears to be a single word. I mean, this is going to sound a bit batshit, but it, it could be an instruction. Burn. It's a wall. We could set I off mean, something. I could try it. Do you want to stay? Should we stand really far back? Yeah, fuck it. Let's give it a go. Um, of all three can... of us here, you're the least... Well, four of us. I do apologise. Uh, that's all right. I'm pretty small. Causing just sort of looks <laughs> um, he, he, he cracks you a, a grin and winks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Causing does the whole, I'm watching you. Kind Celestia of. Yeah, stifles a giggle behind her hand in yeah. the corner. Um... He says, well, um, of all of us here, you're the least flammable. Yep. Um, are we going to get the attention of these undead fo- uh, Well, what are they doing? Guys. They have passed beyond this chamber, behind the door, which is still ajar, and you can just make out that they've continued shuffling along the corridor deeper in. All right. Um, okay, well, they're not moving very fast. I'm sure we could catch up mm. if we tried. Um, so let's give them a little bit of space. <laughs> And I don't have to do this close up. So let's all take a bit of a step back. Yeah, I go to the other end of the room. Okay, you all step to the other end of the room and scan. And I'll firebolt it. <laughs> I guess. You blast a bit of the wall nearby, and just above where it says burn, a series of glyphs in infernal appear around the point where you burn it in a sort of glowing red script. Mm. You can see a fragment of a sentence written there. 
Told you we should fucking burn it, didn't I? I'll chuck a couple more firebolts and try and light up the whole sentence. You light up the whole phrase. We found treasure here. Security as well. A fine place for the horde. Be wary. I left some behind to guard it. Avoid looking at the glyphs. Head to the throne. I left it there for you. That's all it says. How much of this do you tell us? Um, all of it, yeah. Robbie wouldn't. Scamp would. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between rephrasing it to, yeah, I really want to just rephrase left it at the throne and leave up the for you. <laughs> Scamp wouldn't. Okay. I, I mean, don't like that bit. Is that like for you, for you, or for you guys in you know, random traveller who's come here? Random traveller who Left speaks infernal? I guess we find out. Have you ever met anyone who speaks infernal who wasn't born with it? What do I know about infernal? Well, give me Maybe more than causing, I'd imagine, but... History check? Well, isn't it just another language that you learn? Um, I never learnt that I know. Sixteen. You know, the Infernal is the language of tieflings. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is written and read primarily by tieflings in the Underdark. It is also uh, considered... You're vaguely aware of some of the religious significance of it. Uh, It is a common language amongst some of the deities or powerful entities that would be deemed... uh, you know, demonic or infernal by the Regency. Um, some of which are in the Arid, you know, in the Aridnean pantheon, essentially just minor deities. Right. Uh, not, you know, playing second fiddle to the spider gods. Yeah. Uh, you aren't aware of it being an innate language? Okay. Probably a learned one. Hmm. But you've never really asked any tieflings, hey, were you just born with the ability to read this stuff? Hmm. I mean, I'd always assumed you learned it, but all I know is it's From... a tiefling language, some... Well, well hold, hold on a moment. Hold, hold on. Um, you learned how to read. Ish. All right. Are you saying that you can read and speak another language that somebody didn't teach you. I don't remember being taught. I Mm. don't know if that's the same thing. I think you'd remember being taught. I remember learning how to read. Well, I mean, not not all of it, but I, you know, I remember lessons. There were lessons. I can remember a point in my life where I could not read and then a a point in my life where I then could. And there was a bit in the middle where it was difficult. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You you remember the process. Learning how to read takes a long time. It takes years. Hmm. Like well, I, I remember learning to read Joven. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember learning to speak it. I don't think. Well, you just imitate everyone. What well, speaking's a bit earlier, though, isn't it? Reading's later. 
Like, uh, but I I don't understand how you could read a language without remembering learning it. That's fucking weird. Maybe it's a tiefling I remember thing. Remember a lot of things. Out of character, Jason. Does halfling have a text? Um. <clears throat> or is it purely spoken? Ah. Uh, it's a weird one. It's a bit like Irish. If I think there was originally like a Gaelic Irish like alphabet, I'm not sure, but it use in the it essentially uses the English alphabet with accents and so right, on I see, to indicate okay. it. So the modern halfling dialect slash language would use Joven uses the Joven, characters, uh, jo- right. Joven alphabet. Yeah. Mm. Fine. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, apologies to any Irish listeners, by the way. Uh, if I got anything wrong there, this is not something I'm very well versed in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, feel free to tell us about it. Yeah, yes, please do. That. Like, we'd, we'd genuinely like to know. Yeah. That sounds yes. really interesting. I've never seen any original Gaelic writing, so I assume it has died out, functionally. Mm-hmm. And most words I've seen in Irish have been written with, you know, Roman text. Yeah. Well, that's weird. So it was definitely meant for a tiefling. Whether it was meant for you is another thing. A tiefling who can make magic. That doesn't necessarily mean me, which is, I hope it doesn't, because that's really weird. Or, or uh, not to dwell on this, but if you can inherently understand and speak this language, do you do you remember learning how to speak? No. Very few people actually do. But reading it, that's weird. I mean, okay, Scamp, without being a twat, um, you find it quite hard to read, don't you? No. Well, you can read, but it's, yes, it's a bit difficult, maybe. isn't it? Sometimes. Is it easier to read tiefling language than it is to read Joven? Yes. I don't need to use my finger. I mean, that's fucking weird, isn't it? Well, it's... I can speak halfling uh, better than I can speak Joven, but that's just because I grew up speaking it. Yeah, but, like, if you you can't really read that well, but somehow you can read this thing that you don't remember learning, that's... That is odd, I'll grant you. Although, like... I mean, do you remember what your first word was? Well, no, but we're not talking speaking, are we? We're talking reading. Okay, <laughs> the two are kind of connected in this case, but look, 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 we're getting off track here. Yeah, let's... Um, um, let, let's... See what's on the, the throne? Yeah, let's continue. If you see any other um, words that are in Infernal Scamp, let us know. Okay. Okay. You proceed up to the... A jar, a, a jar door. Looking down, you can see there's a corridor below, beyond all of the stone doors on either side of the corridor, mm-hmm. which proceeds forward and, and then turns left at the end, mm-hmm. have been broken open. Again, looking like they've been broken. By the same manner? <clears throat> yeah, like someone's taken a crowbar to them, basically. All right. Let's have a, a, a quick have a rummage. look. <laughs> hmm. As you continue to make your way in... Uh, Listening really carefully for those guys coming oh back. God, yeah. Sure, I'd like you to... I'd like a perception check then, please. Mm-hmm. Ten! Ooh. Twenty-one! 
at me rolling a perception check that isn't shit. <laughs> never happens. I've never rolled worse on a character for perception than I have with Celestia. Really? Like, my god. <laughs> I, this one's like, perception two! <laughs> it's terrible. I hate having no wisdom. It's awful. I've always played high wisdom characters. Yeah, me too mm. before this. Okay. Uh, Celestia, as you're carefully proceeding forwards, there's no sign of the uh, soldiers that went through. They've clearly reached the end of the corridor and turned off but as you're making your way forwards you're about two out of like eight doors down before you before something you just get a kind of a sensation in your gut and freeze for a moment and you realize you can just see reflected from the purple light uh, of your orbs a glint of steel in one of the in one of the doors off a doorways off to what about halfway along the corridor and peering you can just just make out the outline of a blade peering along you realize there's an you can just see the outline of some sort of just like a, a dull gleam of metal on the opposite side as well so like there are, let me just get it straight in my head there are two doors on either side, and yes. they both have a glint of like a knife. Yeah, so, there, so there's doors on either side of this corridor going forwards until it reaches the end. And about halfway through, there are two doors, one opposite each other, okay. both of whom, which seem to, you see metal. Okay, I go to this. Stop, 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 stop. There's, um, there's like knives in those two doors. Like people holding knives or Don't know, knives. can just see metal. Right. You need to, from... Because you're keeping the uh, dancing lights close to you, you need to move the lights closer. To I'm going to move one light closer. Flickering it up next to them, uh, you can see that it reveals the silhouettes of a couple of figures. And having moved the light forward past them, the a pair of figure of hu- of mummified-looking human figures. In Tyrian armor, mm-hmm. with shields and short swords, step out into the corridor. Can I have everyone roll initiative? Oh, shit. Ooh, seventeen. Fourteen. Seven. Oh god. <laughs> what do I want to do? I'm at the back. Uh, who is seventeen? Uh, scamp. scamp. Okay, so scamp. Teen Celestia is fourteen. Mm-hmm. Causing was seven. Okay, so with that being the case, uh, let me make sure I've got this open. No, I do. Okay. Uh, Scamp, you go first. The pair of legionaries are 30 feet away from the uh, from you. At the front, I believe, is the same marching order as before. So it's Corzin and Scamp at the front. And Celestia and Fighty behind. Sorry, how far away from me? They are, are thirty they? feet from you, Scamp. Well, okay. Um, uh, I will chuck a chromatic orb at one of them. And take a step back. I'm gonna tide it because I just want to see what okay. what works on these things. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what what flavor of uh, power are you using against it? I'm gonna attempt. These ones are mummified and dry, aren't they? Yeah, dried and mummified. So let's let's try fire. See how fire goes. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, that's not great. Um, 18. 18 to hit. That yeah. does hit. Uh, Thank so you, Tides of Chaos. <laughs> okay. Ooh, not terrible, not great. Um, 14 fire damage. 14 fire damage. Okay. It as it's as you manage to ca- uh, catch one of the unarmored parts, the orb smashes into its exposed fl- uh, gray flesh and burns merrily. Uh, about as well as you would expect it to burn just ordinary flesh. This doesn't mm. seem to, although this fre- flesh is sort of mummified and dried and old, it's not covered in the highly flammable sort of uh, oils and mummifying agents mm. yeah. that that would that would give a classical mummy uh, that flammability. Sort of flammability. Mm. <laughs> Do you say it was 14 points of damage? Yeah. 14, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, it, it takes a moment to sort of pat out the flames as best it can um, before <laughs> they can con- continue to consume it. Um, it's, and I'll step away yeah. a bit. Okay. Stepping back, which allows which allows Fighty to move to the full. Fighty... Oh, Fighty, I'll actually go before Corson. Make a note of that. Mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, with a seven, as Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so you have to be fighter than me then. Cool. Yeah. So uh, Celestia, you're next. Oh, lovely. Regionals haven't gone yet. Oh, cool. Um, so I will yeah. scratch my nails along a nearby wall, and I will say, "Why are you even bothering to fight us? You're already dead." And I will <laughs> cast um, Dissonant Whispers at second level. Nice. So that is a Wisdom save. Uh, on one of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Give me a moment, just checking something about them. Yeah, it's psychic damage, if that's what you need to know. That is what I'm checking about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. figure it's worth trying stuff to see what works. Quite. Mm. Yeah, some things don't work against undead, but it says in the spell, usually. Yeah. Like my phantasmal force doesn't, <laughs> which I did not read for ages. Ah, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Okay, the uh, okay, so sorry, what's the safety? So is uh, wisdom based, right? Yeah, and it is a second level one. Okay, that was a failure, so it's the Ooh. same one that Scamp injured or the other one? Uh, same one that Scamp cool. injured, might as well do it all on one. Roll damage. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That might be like the best that I've rolled on that. Uh, so 12, 17, 20. <laughs> nice. The legionnaire sort of tilts its held for a moment, then drops its shield takes the gladius in both hands and proceeds to jam it into its own chest, thrusting upwards uh, and then to the side, splitting its torso in half and cutting its own head off before slumping to the ground. Ooh, hardcore (laughs) sepulchre. Please tell me you did that. Yeah, I did. That 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 would be me. (laughs) Okay, uh, Fighty is going to be like, all right, Let's see what we can do about that. Uh, he's going to charge forward. He's not raging because mm-hmm. uh, this seems like you know maybe it doesn't require a full-on rage. And he's well, so it's one thing. Yeah, he's, a, he's a, it's only it's only one thing. He's where he's got a certain amount of uh, vim to him. Fighty is absolutely the sort of person who, at some point in their life, has said and meant it all together or one at a time. It's all the same to me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three occasions. 
Uh, okay, first attack. He uh, he's still got the droog. It's been tucked into his belt, so he un, uh, unhooks it. Swipes once with the droog. Uh, with the droog, no such luck. Swipes again with the droog. That was a natural three and a natural two. Oh man! Oh, still got the knuckle three. dusters. However, <laughs> reaches into his pocket, gets those, uh, and is going to. Fuck's sake, fighty! Oh man! No. Uh, this time he punches out and it clangs against the shield. Hell. <laughs> are they fancy knuckle dusters? They're fairly fancy knuckle dusters. I would they're, imagine so. I just like encrusted knuckle dusters. <laughs> no, they're just like they—they're um—they're made of brass, but they—but each one has like a bear head. Uh, oh, cool! Sculpted on the knuckle. Awesome. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's fighty's go. Fighty was not as effective as he thought he would be, or I thought he Aww. would be. Uh, cause it. Okay. Corzin is going to move forward, sort of dance around to the opposite side. So if, if Fighty's in front of the yeah. um, uh, the uh, the Legion there, there he's going to uh, shimmy around the side so he's behind it. Whether or not he has to uh, dance around the side or go between its legs doesn't matter. He's going to go uh, round to the back of it and attempt to um, cut the thing's hamstrings. Yeah, you've got the you've got the halfing ability which lets you just do that. So yep. go for it. Um, and um, then jab up into its uh, okay, into its cage. Okay, so first attack. Hey. That would be a twenty-three. That hits. Roll damage. Okay. Fucking hope so. Jesus. <laughs> oh. That's a five. Okay. Second attack. That's a eleven. No, no. It's a thirteen. Um, that uh, does not hit. The first attack, you slice up and you catch the back of one hamstring. It slumps a little bit. As you go for the second one with the other, uh, with the other, it hits the back of the cuirass. Your yeah, it just ha- hits the the cuirass, just like aimed a bit too far up. Yeah. Uh, you still got a third attack with your offhand, though. Yep. As your bonus action. Okay, that's a dirty twenty. That does hit. Roll damage. Six slashing. Okay, you slash again at the others. It feels like it. Takes it stumbles from it, then recovers. It's like you've nicked both hamstrings, but this thing is made of pretty sturdy stuff, mostly due to the you know advanced age and mummification. This thing doesn't really feel pain in the same way that a yeah, living thing like would. That, that sort of hit would would have debilitated something that was capable of feeling pain. Yeah, but in this case, it's more the physical damage. Yeah, that's the concern. Mm. Uh, with that in mind, it is going to turn. Ar- it turns around and stabs down at you with the gladius. Okay. Uh, I'm try and parry. Okay, that's a twenty. That'll hit. Dirty twenty, but still. <laughs> uh, okay, so that hits and does a straight up. Uh, okay. Where's my note on what this thing does? I've actually managed to lose that. There we go. Uh, and it does... It's actually not too bad. It's only, it's only seven points of, uh, of stabbing damage. Okay. Uh, as it relies on the shield. Fortunately, you took down its companions. It doesn't get advanti- advantage from the gang-up bonus. Phalanx fighters. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the legionary, that's actually all it can do on this Hang on. Okay, just, just as a matter of revocation... Are we able to tell what race these things would have been in life? 
Uh, yeah, give me a medicine check because it's a bit shriveled and ancient. That would be a eighteen. This would have been human. Okay, fine. Uh, you you can even tell uh, that it would have had uh, black hair. Right. Okay. Just a thought because Corzin would perhaps know that hobgoblins, even today, with firearms and whatnot. Mm. Would favour phalanx tactics. Uh, you would. You would also know. Um, I'm going to say this with given previous history checks that um, the Tyrian uh, that the Tyrian legions also favoured not phalanx tactics but close quarter uh, uh, you know combined units. I don't actually know what that means. Phalanx tactics. So the phalanx is. You remember when you get a whole bunch of people with a long spear and a shield? They lock shields, put the spears together. To oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually know what that yeah. is. Yeah, I just haven't yeah. heard it called phalanx. It's like. Yeah. Um, Roman sort of shield wall, pokey pokey over the top. Yeah, Roman wall of death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've just heard it called wall of death. I've not heard it called. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I've not heard it called phalanx. I've just heard it called wall of death. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's uh, it's Greco-Roman. not quite as effective as if it had its companion next to it. Nevertheless, the uh, yeah the legionary attacks uh, and is just that he's not actually got any other uh, actions on this occasion. So uh, back up to scamp. Uh, I will say though that he will take a bonus action to cling, 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 ring his uh, sword against Ow. his shirt. Ah, bollocks. Uh. <laughs> Big balls. Uh. Huge sweaty balls. Huge sweaty hairy balls. <laughs> <laughs> um. okay. Scamp, you're up. Maturity levels uh, have not gone up will. on this podcast since we started. <laughs> We're drinking, it's fine. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. Um, I'm gonna chuck a firebolt at him. Okay, your attack. Ooh, twenty-six. That nice. hits. Roll damage. Well, seven. <laughs> it strikes the Koras, superheating it at one point, and you just smell. Oh, uh, nice. sizzling f- flesh from beyond. Oh. Okay, the Celestia. The really Celestia. old state, Celestia. I'm imagining. The Celestia. Don't, don't inflate her ego, you <laughs> um, The Celestia Stardust. Yes, nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> oh, what do I want to do to him? Um, how bad's he looking? Um, about on par with how the first legionary looked after, uh, after Scamp uh, you know, threw a ball of flame into him. Mm. So, but holding together, um, but not, but not, you know, not out and out dead, not not close to death. Okay. Um, Try him one. I'm gonna say, all your friends are dead. They're not coming, and I'm gonna cast distant whispers at level two. Okay. Nice. They probably are coming, but fuck it. Okay, who makes that safe? <laughs> ah, shit. Oh well, never mind. Um, okay, it's another forty-six. Uh, again, good roll. It's going well. Mm. So that is 10, 15, 16. 16. Okay, it's to 8. Not quite as good as last time, but still not bad. And um, having seen that he's tried to call friends, yeah. Um, I'm going to look at the rest of them, flick my hair back, go, let's take on a fucking army of the undead, and I'm going <laughs> to get a big rainbow flash coming out my hair, rainbow throw happens, <laughs> and you all get five temporary hit points, and you can move if you want to. 
but probably not. Mostly just five temporary hit points. Okay. Yeah, you can move up to your movement immediately without any attacks of opportunity if you wish to. I don't think Corson will on this occasion. Okay. The... Ooh, mistyped that, and now I have 50 temporary hit points. Whoa! Hello! <laughs> you have more temporary hit points than your current max Actual hit points. Actual hit points, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have over double Celestia's hit points in temporary hit points. She's a fucking effective bard, apparently. Yeah. Hey, Celestia <laughs> at level 20. Hey. <laughs> uh, Probably. Mm. Okay, so the fighty is going to try and be a little bit more effective on this occasion. He is! Yay! Oh, Fighty gets five temporary hit points Fighty as well. Gets five yeah. temporary hit points yeah. as well. Cool. I'll make a note. Because it's, it's everyone I pick within 60 feet, mm. so. Awesome. Okay, first uh, Droog hit. Okay, Fighty does uh, nine points of damage. Nice. Thwack! Um, oh, and actually, you've <laughs> done enough damage with the. Yeah, when you hit it, when, when you spoke those words, it sort of shook its head for a moment and stumbled forwards a little unsteadily. Uh, and actually stumbles kind of and trips forward on down onto one knee lowering its head enough that fighty doing the kind of the little sort of popeye spin mm-hmm. uh, yeah. spins in a circle whack and knocks vicious clean off <laughs> uh and it flies off to one side uh bouncing against the wall is that the first time you punched somebody's head off please say yes um um He's having to think. <laughs> yes. Good. I'm glad that was an enjoyable right, experience glad we for you. Clarified that. <laughs> um, is he lying? <laughs> insight check. Oh fucking insight check. Yes. Twenty two. This fucking insight check. Thirty twenty. Uh, Sorry, twenty one. I can't. You count. feel confident that this is the first time Fighty has punched? Well, technically hit with the drew. Uh, sma- uh, has bludgeoned someone's head off. <laughs> <laughs> what do I get with a 10? Seems legit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any more undead people coming Give after he's rung his bell? Um, that's a 16. Can I? Okay. Uh, yes. It's not higher than that. <laughs> Okay. You hear? You Is it a three? Hear, <laughs> no, it was a eight. But <laughs> you do hear a, a degree of clattering and clanking in the distance, as if figures are moving into position. From which direction? Deeper in, beyond where the corridor takes the L-shaped turn. Okay. Uh, off, and you can't see further down it. All right. Corson okay, is going to take a moment, that. and he's going to walk over to Fighty, and he's going to hand him one of his pistols and say. I know this isn't your style, but you're going to need this at some point. Alright. Do we really want to be loud down here? What if there's fucking loads of them? (sighs) I'd rather be loud than dead. I suppose he's already been loud, actually, hasn't he? Uh, I forgot to mention it, but as both legionnaires are broken, Mm -hmm. you see... And just Celestia and Corson see two vaguely humanoid looking shadowy figures mm-hmm. step up out of the bodies and then become wispy and insubstantial and flow directly up through the ceiling. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. Weird. 
Well, Cousin still has the vial of undead hmm. beetles and things. <laughs> Actually, he's going to take that out and look at it. Just you know. looks the same as before. They're still wriggling about. Yep, still wriggling about. Okay. I think there's a fucking load of them around that corner. Wait. What direction did the spirits travel in? Pretty much directly up. What direction did they travel in before? They traveled towards Towards something. Towards the center. Oh. Yeah. Right. Do you think that fucking flame, like, eats spirits? Yeah. Attracts them, certainly. Yeah. I mean, ours were Looking at our spirits right now, what they're doing. They are flitting around just... They don't... They don't... Agitated. Yeah, they're agitated. Well, mine wanted fucking away from that cold flame before. Well, we're going further down, so... Yeah, it should be fine, but, I mean, it's... It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. By the way, I think there's a load of them around that corner, just so that we're aware. Alright. Hold on to that that pistol fight. I would like to go ahead, please. Okay, so Celestia is up ahead. Who's going? Who, so Celestia is going ahead. To, uh, positional order for the rest of you, broadly speaking. If Celestia is leading, mm. is Again, it these wide, enough are to, wide enough for two abreast? Right, I will walk abreast with her because I've just got something I might want to run ahead and do. Okay, if, um, so if there's a group of them. if the opportunity happens, then you will run up to be alongside Celestia. So I'll put you slightly behind. Scamper and fight it at the back, then. Uh, I'll go directly behind Corzin so I can shoot over his head. Cool. Okay. Nice. Okay. We're almost in height order. Celestia, you... How tall to... is Fighty, actually? Uh, I think he's 3'2". Okay. Yeah, I just want to see if there's a group Same of them Same height as Molly. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me a perception check. Natural 20. Oh, nice. Ooh. Okay. That's uh, okay. So you see up ahead there is a um, the corridor stretches on a little bit uh, with another couple of room of open rooms before it reaches a sort of little antechamber type area, and you can see there is a heavy sort of sto- another of these heavy stone doors slightly ajar at the very end of it. There is what looks like. In the centre, uh, well, surrounding it are more of these broken open rooms. Mm. In the centre of it, you can see there is what looks like another camp. This one has the centre, like one part of it, there seem to have been a lot of um, just fabrics, a lot of these red coats and similar, dragged up and f- to form almost like a cushion pile mm-hmm. of sorts of bags and uh, bedrolls and such. And... There are various, uh, 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 and there there are signs of there having been a, a campfire here at one point. Um, you can actually see there is a glim, very faint glimmer of light coming from behind the huge stone door. But the uh, in the open kind of uh, stone uh, doors, the ones that have been broken aside, you can see that there are concealed figures. Near the entry, near the way you would be coming in, there you can just make out the silhouettes of two more of these human legionnaires. Concealed in a couple of uh, in a couple of the side chambers, you can see there are two of those halfling auxilia, 
from the looks of it with the uh, with the uh, slings staves, and again concealed in sort of sniping positions nearest the big stone door, there are a pair of those orcish red coats, muskets uh, readied. Mm. Um, how close to each other are they? I'm going to say that they're, because of the way that they're all stretched apart, each door is about 10 foot from the next one. So they're all and they're sp- all like 10 foot apart. Yeah, and they're all spread out. So the first, uh, so... so to kill box. Mm. How many I guess are so in a 20 foot radius? Hmm. I was doing a 15 foot cube. I'm doing exactly the same thing in my head. <laughs> you could get any two of them within a 15 foot cube. Uh, and I want to say pretty much any three of them within a 20 foot radius just about last third level really no if Um, you get them a little bit more um, uh, crowded yeah as I guess I've seen this because natural 20 perception and the others haven't I relay this Mm -hmm. naturally Um, and then I might just get straight in there I think I'd like to go ahead and try and get the two big fucking orcs with the gun mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna flip my guitar around to my front do a big power chord down the neck mm-hmm. and yeah. um, do a ooh, what level should I do second level thunder wave nice. just double check do you, does thunder wave em, em, emanate from I was thought thunder wave was out from you but yeah. I could be wrong out in a 15 foot cube from me okay so they are at the the orcs are at the Far end, you will in order to get within. I would have to run them, over. Sorry, I'd, run I'd right into that. the middle of the kill box. I'd actually got that the wrong way around in my head. Cool. So the um, legionnaire so is the one closest. Which the are the ones nearest? The ones nearest you are the two legionnaires. Uh, the halfling ones. Uh, no, the uh, the halfling auxiliaries behind. Auxiliary. Them. I'll, I'll do the two humans then. Yeah. Yeah. The halfling are not stupid enough to run all the way across. Sorry, I had that backwards. Yeah, I thought the two orcs were near our door. No, two orcs are furthest away because they've got the muskets. Halflings with stones, man. It's the most deadliest combination. How many could I get in a? It was just three, isn't it? Any three? There's nowhere I could get any three. Yeah, so they are kind of organised so that the. If you imagine a circle going um, red coat, auxiliary, legionnaire, legionnaire, auxiliary, red coat, and then back to the first red coat. Yeah. So um, it's a con save for Thunderwave, by the way. Okay, so you run up uh, to, to there and you uh, and you release your Thunderwave. Uh, bearing in mind they are also prepared, something is going to happen simultaneously with that. So first okay. thing. First Legionnaire makes its con save. Second one, uh, what's your save DC? 16? Yeah. Oh, that's just close enough. I'm actually going to have to check the actual stats on that one. <laughs> Give me a moment. Does make it just. It's got oh, a plus okay. two save. So that was a 15, but um, a 17. It's 11 damage, so Half wonderful. Two, five. The Neapolitan dice rolled the best, though. Okay. The other two were shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, as that's happening, then, uh, the. So, you uh, as you, you step forward, <clears throat> the uh, chamber shakes a little, some stone dust uh, falls from the ceiling hmm. in places, and you see the two legionnaires stagger as they prepare to emerge from their hiding place. Um, the. L- 
they did every all of these guys had uh, had ready actions. Uh, <laughs> Fair. So the two legionnaires hurl their pila, their javelins, at you. I thought uh, it was pylum. Sorry, it's pila plural. Oh yeah, of course. Well, I, don't know, I don't know if it's pure or pilot. It's not really I don't know Latin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to private school. <laughs> I, I, no, this is merely my own research. <laughs> but um, yeah, pilus is singular, pilum is plural. plural. Oh, Regardless, yeah. uh, they miss. The, the first one misses because that was a ten, and the second one was an eleven. So both of them, the the javelins uh, stream past you and I bang stylishly dodge them. Uh, Stylishly. The halflings, however... You're doing like a shimmy, aren't you? Yeah. Shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> First halfling, second... God, the halflings are, are surprisingly not on form today. Okay. The highest there was a 12. There's two bullets. <laughs> Zim past, and you are just sort of matrixing this. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hell yes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that... Last, well, first of all, again, you dodge past this lead shot hits the wall, uh, making a hell of a sort of cracking noise. And it lasts all the way up until the last one, which was a natural 20. Uh. Uh, so, that's going to be interesting. It's one of those moments I was doing so well. You've gone from the Matrix <laughs> to the Matrix Reloaded. I feel like I, I turn <laughs> yeah. around to Corzin after dodging like five. several of after dodging five of these bullets like, did you fucking see that? And then it hits me in the back of my head. And Corzin would go, oh, right in the back you shouldn't have done that. You, you take... should not have done that. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that would be 20 points of oh, damage. Oh, shit. Well, I'm still up, but uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> so a shot right in the back, and uh, everyone roll initiative, please. Okay. It's a new initiative, Fred. Oh, God. Uh, 12. 18. 12 Scamp. 12 Corzin. 80 Celestia. Fighty. Okay, Fighty gets... Fighty gets an 11, actually, which isn't too bad. Decent. Let's roll for these separately. Hill. And last lot of them. Okay. Alright. The auxiliaries go first. Uh, Celestia, you are still kind of stood in the middle of this corridor out of cover. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yeah, no, that's all they're going to do. They, you, are, you are not... Go, they're, they're not going to wait. They're just going to take the attacks. So the auxiliaries. Okay, so the first auxiliary attack, that's a dirty 20. Second one is a 12. So the first one hits. So down. Uh, and they do halfling sling damage. Is it more than three? Uh, let's find out. Ah. It is, in fact, exactly three. Well, I'm down. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was the minimum they could roll. So... You, the, uh, as you're turning around, you get shot in the back, and then uh, and then a lead bullet cracks you in the side of the skull, and you're just Ooh. like, <laughs> what sack of potatoes to the down. ground. 
Uh, yeah, so it was, did you see that? Bang! Bang! Did you even fucking see that? Astia, <laughs> <laughs> you're up next. Roll a death saving throw. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, God. Um, oh, well, that's a success, so that's something. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> uh, okay. The So the, pe- the rest of you are hiding behind the corner. Uh... <laughs> I can't get over that. Fucking useless. Classic bard. So Corson and Fighter. You're gonna have to draw this at some point. Yes. So the two legionnaires are going to run forward so that they're flanking each other. Um and they so sorry, they're guarding each other's sides. And both of them are going to attack one against cause and one against fighting. Alright. Uh, because they are because they're using legionary tactics, they get to take their attacks with advantage. Uh, so that's an eighteen against Corzin. Yep, that hits. Uh, Twenty-two against Spicy. That definitely hits Spicy. Spicy's Ouch. Ouchy. There's a uh, lot of these people. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, Corzin, you luck out and take three points of damage. Okay. Nice. Uh, Fighty is less fortunate and takes six because he's not started raging yet. Although that only takes him down to, to 41 out of 42 hit points because temporary hit points. Mm. Okay. Gotta love barbarians. Oh, yeah. I adore I gotta love that. It's a mantle of inspiration. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that makes it's amazing it... what five temporary hit points can actually mean. Oh, at totally. Yeah. Points. Like, totally. It really yeah. does. Make actually, that's a point. Do you also... No. Get, okay, fine. Barding affects everybody else. I can't see myself, can I? Mm. What if I looked in a mirror and did it? Okay, the red coats are going to move out of, out of cover and into position where they can actually, like, you know, up towards the entryway so that they can actually see you guys where you're being attacked right now. Does that put them within a 20-foot radius sphere of anyone else? Uh, it puts them within a 20-foot radius. Based on where they have to be, actually, yes. In order to, because of the way that the corner works, uh, they have to be within 20 foot of the Legionnaires. Would that also hit my friends? Uh, if you targeted just right, you could hit the Legionnaires and the uh, Redcoats without hitting the, uh, without hitting Corson and Fighty. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Redcoat and uh, so they're they're going to go next. Um, so Redcoat one is going for Corzin because we're focusing in. Yeah, that's a dirty twenty. Uh, only a ten for Fighty though against Fighty, so they dodge. That said, Corzin, you take twelve points of percussive damage okay. as you are shot. Oh, I'm shot by one of the okay. Yeah, right. by one of the Redcoats. Uh, Scamp, you're next. Well, now there's four of them in range. <laughs> yes! And they're really nasty. I will throw a fireball. Yes. Okay, let's do some deck saves. So Fireball, Jesus. Yeah. Hello. Because then uh, I can hit four of them. Yeah. I love true. that one of us Fail. has fireball. That Fail. seems only fair in this podcast. Well, Fails. I kind of had to. Absolutely. We have both flintlocks and fireballs within uh, the party DC now. 16. <laughs> okay, all foil. <laughs> okay, all foil. Okay, all foil. All I have to do is give oh. Scamp 
okay. one of my guns, and Wait. Scamp would have both flintlocks and fireballs. <laughs> so good. That is 33. <laughs> Shit, oh, yes. Yeah, okay, all four of them are instantly <laughs> vaporized. I rolled I love really you. well. I rolled four fives. Mm. Yeah, oh, fireballs. So on D6s, and a four, and a six, and a one. Yeah, they are just shattered, blasting apart. Huh. Uh, roll D100, by the way. Because oh, you're, th- you're out of your third level spells now. Yes, I am. Uh, this time. Uh, no, eight. not 80. Eight. Shit. Eight? Well, what that's is a eight? very different result to 80. Oh, yeah, no, I read the wrong It's happened. Dice. It's what? finally oh, happened. What? Oh, fuck. As the as the as one fireball explodes in front of the uh, in front of these uh, the, oh, the shit the nets, no fuck the second erupts is not within twenty feet of me from, no Celestia is the only person who is not within twenty okay, feet of you because I'm down oh fuck <laughs> the fireball erupts and blasts on a shovel shit, no oh. so everyone roll everyone except Celestia who's outside the blast radius roll Thank some deck saves god I'm outside the blast radius yeah, Celestia fortunately ran up just close enough to the legionnaires to be outside the 20 foot blast radius from the first fireball oh cause and failed I rolled a 10 oh shit a fight is succeeded I don't think you can actually die though, looking at your hit points uh, mm, I could go down. You could go down, but I don't think you can die. Die, which is mm. genuinely a risk if she does one near me. <laughs> okay, do you roll a deck save for yourself? Uh, yes, I rolled an eighteen. Okay, so you take fourteen points of damage. Causing takes. I'm also uh, resistant, so I take seven. So you take seven points of damage. Causing you take <laughs> twenty-eight points of fire damage. Jesus, are you down? Um, let's see. Fighter did not have a chance to rage yet, so he takes fourteen. Uh, as opposed it's to fire damage anyway, isn't it? Fighty is so immune to all, is resistant to all damage except psychic oh, when raging. He's a special type of bot. <gasps> Hang on, oh, guys. Still dropping I'm not rolling 27. those D100s again tonight. <laughs> I mean, that had to happen at some point. Like, oh, we've been fearful of that for see, ages. Yeah, it's been six months. We've been waiting for that for a seven or an eight Happy to get rolled. Happy six months, guys. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. Damage. <laughs> Listeners, fucking happened. It feels so unfair that I took so little damage. <laughs> no, I am on one hit point. You are still up. Yes. Fucking hell, you're a mess, but you're still yeah. up. <laughs> you blasted against the wall. Everything <laughs> you're covered in soot. You are ste- smoking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, there's, there's a moment where you think you're, where you think you're dead fireball. and then your eyes open and it's just like these two yeah. <laughs> white, slightly bloodshot balls <laughs> in the middle what? of your blackened face. Fucking <laughs> hell. Okay, causing as a result of that goes. Causing, you're up next. Uh, unless the gun wants to take any bonus actions. <laughs> okay. Um. Mm, there's nothing I can usefully do with a bonus. Okay. Scamp has done quite enough on this. Cousin, <laughs> <laughs> you're up next. What's left? Uh, so there's the two halfling auxiliaries who are in the hiding places deeper in. They're not within. They're not. You you won't be able to reach them with one movement. Um, but they. Yeah. But, uh, but you. But they Fuck are. Fuck it all. No. Cousin um, is gonna drop to his knees from a crouching position. <laughs> Is going to load his carbine. <laughs> take a shot at both of them. Okay, you only get one shot because carbines are loading weapons. Actually, actually, no. Um, 
Would I be able to use my carbine and a pistol? Yes, because they are both loaded. Oh, hmm. I still have one pistol. You do, but the the thing about two ha- the thing about the double wielding feet. Ah, the, yeah, the no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. One handed weapons it takes two hands to fire a carbine. All so right, you fired two pistol shots. Yeah, but I've given one of my pistols to fight you. True. Okay, um, no, it's fine. Um, I've, I'd have given him one of the muskets if he wouldn't have had the same problem that I would have had with a musket. It's, it's too fucking it's big. big. Yeah. <laughs> no, can you imagine? Like, a musket is five feet. Yeah, that you, like, as a small character, you automatically fire with disadvantage using a musket. That's why the, car- that's why the half-thing carbine is invented. Even if he hit, the kickback from a musket would blow... <laughs> Causing off his feet. Jesus, it would. You'd be like um, like in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. so what he is going to do is he's going to take one of his, he's going to take a carbine shot, <laughs> ramming it down shakily, <laughs> <laughs> aiming it at the uh, at this halfling. With his uh, eyebrows on fire. Like. Yeah. You know, patting out his eyebrows. <laughs> Says, uh, you're behind the times. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be a big fat ten. No, no, no. <laughs> With halfling like grace and speed, it ducks to one side as the, the round Fuck. smacks into the wall. That would have been so good it. if you'd hit it. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm gonna use my inspiration and re-roll that. Oh yeah, you can you can add uh, you can add my inspiration from, from about three episodes three ago. Episodes ago, you still have like you can add a you D6. You can't re-roll it. You can you add, add a D6. D6. All right, I'll add a D6. Which might be enough. Ah, <laughs> oh, no shit. Was that <laughs> a one? That's a grand total then of eleven. Eleven. Yeah, no, no. that still doesn't hit. Sadly. <laughs> Okay, so um, <laughs> fighty, do, do you have anything you can do as a bonus action? Um, I, I can't get to them within. You um, can't get to them, and you can't fire the, the gun because the no. d- d- double-handed rules in it. Uh, you do you want to move forward at all, or are you happy where you are? Um, hang on, no, no, no. It's that's still effectable. Um, All right. After after he's established that he's missed, he's going. Oh fucking regent, damn it! And he's uh, gonna uh, shoulder the carbine again and um, start limping forwards. <laughs> Swords out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get as far as Celestia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Actually, oh, as, no, it's not a bonus action. Yeah, no, not a bonus action because you don't have healing word, you've got cure wounds. Uh, Fighty's going to go next. Uh, Fighty is go, looks to, looks at the pistol for a moment, looks at his array of knives. Yeah, you know what? And runs past you, tosses you the pistol as he goes. Uh, and because he's got 35 feet of movement. Of course he fucking does. Uh, he, can get, <laughs> he can get within 10 feet. That's scary for a person that tiny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he can get within... Considering Celestia has 30, like... 10 feet of one of the auxilia. We'll say the one on the left. And proceeds to whip three out of uh, three knives uh, from his belt. 
Dagger, dagger, dagger. <laughs> One after the other. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, and, oh, yeah, actually, no, two knives, because he's going... Uh, because although the, the fight is kind of potentially nearly over, he is going to rage. He's got two of these in a day, and he, he doesn't want any more damage. Um, so, fuck it. Let's make these reckless as well. Mm. Yeah. So that was a four and a two. Mm. So, nope, for the first one. Second one? Okay, the second one was a natural 20. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, that said, it's, Bash a, in. it's a natural 20 on a d4 roll. So, it's a, that was a total of eight points of damage to it. Eh, it's something. Okay, so it uh, the knife at least does stick it solidly into uh, its uh, into its neck, and if nothing else, at least seems to give it some difficulty turning its head, just from how deeply wedged in it is. Uh, okay, fighty is at least raging now and therefore resistant to damage. That makes it the auxiliaries go. Uh, one auxilia is going to. Let me see, where's causing? Okay. Under the circumstances, then, they're going to try and give themselves an advantage. Uh, uh, some advantages. They might not need to. Fuck it. One auxiliary is going to go for causing, then. Oh, that was an 18, and then it rolled onto a 4. Oh! <laughs> the lead uh, bullet smashes into, into the wall and does not put you out of the camp. Uh... <laughs> The other one is going to draw its sacks and move into close combat with uh, Fighty. With advantage, because Fighty is reckless. Can't believe how much two of them are fucking us right now. Mm. <laughs> Halflings, never uh. underestimate them. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, that did hit. Um, that would have done seven half to three damage to, does seven half to three damage to Fighty. Who is still looking a bit burnt up from the uh, <laughs> from the fireball? <laughs> Unexpected Sorry. twin fireball. Celestia, uh, roll another death save. Fail. Ooh. I've got one success, one fail. So I'm not, you know, okay. death store, but uh, legionnaires are dead. Redcoats are dead. Scamp. <laughs> <laughs> How far from Celestia am I? Uh, you are just one movement away, so you can get up to. Okay, I will move up to Celestia. <laughs> And use the statue. Yeah, you rattle off I the sour again. Today, have I? No, you haven't. No. Well, that is eight. Love you. It's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so, I see you feel just the, the sort of burning, itching sensation of the sour of this particular brand of healing from the sour again magic, uh. as a, 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 and you just feel pop as the lead shot from her pulp pops out of your back. Oh. From where it was embedded. Thank you. Ow. Ow. Yeah. Uh, Causing yeah, yeah, cause it next, then. Right. Okay. Um, how far away from these uh, halflings am I now? Uh, you are one movement away from either of the two halflings. You may pick, take your pick. There's one engaged in combat with Fighty. There is one which is uh, not. I've got two pistols now. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to say, You're an idiot. That was a warning shot, and I don't fire as many as I used to. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that might hit. Okay, let's say uh, 22 for the oh, first one. That hits. <laughs> it's done by 
I really wanted it to hit after that. <laughs> okay, that's uh, a six percussive. Nice. For the first one. And for the oh. second, oh, that's a nine. No, okay. that's not going to hit. That one hits the wall, but you do at least manage to uh, to uh, to solidly dent the simple chest plate of the uh, first auxilia. All right. With my movement, then I am going to move within to uh, melee range with both of them. Oh, they're, they're on opposite sides of the room. You've got choice of one or the other. All right, well, the one I hit, I will move into melee Okay, that's the one with fighting. So. Yeah. Here's now looking fair. I feel it? like your hand's, like, shaking because you're on one hit point, so you can't hit anything. Fighting <laughs> 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 is now close enough. Uh, it's going to keep one knife out that, and draw the drew. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, then, if you think you want a piece of that! Um, so, continuing reckless fighting. attacks. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's an 18. So that one does... Okay, so eight points of damage from the first Droog hit. Second Droog hit is nine points. <laughs> so 17 points of damage and then the knife. Um, yeah, okay, so he thwacks it once across the head, thwacks it twice across the head. So the head is bent with a crack one way, bent with a crack another way. And then reaches, grabs it by the scalp, reaches with the knife, and severs the last bit of the spinal cord. Nice. Ooh. Before tossing it off to one side. <laughs> now see, that's normally how I take heads off. <laughs> Whatever works for you, mate. That was Whatever horrifying. Okay. <laughs> the remaining auxilia does not get a sneak attack bonus because you because it uh, no longer has an ally within five feet of you. Huzzah! Got mm. rogues, bastards. <laughs> They're halflings. Um, <laughs> it is still going to attack. I don't get that. It's still going to attack cause You're not a rogue. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, nope, that's a 12. You duck to the side. Hang on, is it, what is he trying to do? Is he... uh, he's trying to just shoot, uh, hit you with those things, staff. Uh, with, the, with the sling itself. So yeah, you just duck. All right. Uh, so, Celestia, you're up. And indeed, um, you are up. I'm actually up. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to look at the remaining one and go, "Just fucking die, you bastard!" And I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers at second level. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, succeeds in its wisdom save. Fuck's sake. Oh, decent actually. Okay, so turn. Uh, that's eighteen. Obviously, half okay, to nine. Half to nine. Still though, it rams its head into the wall twice before it seems to manage to get control of itself and stop this act of obviously self-destructive behaviour. I'm gonna turn to Scamp and go, Scamp, kill the fucker, and I'm gonna cat and I'm gonna give you inspiration, which is a D8 now because I'm level five. Yay! Yay! Level five. Scamp, you do feel inspired by the urgency of the moment. Uh, and it's your go next, because the Legionnaires and the Redcoats are dead. For future reference, though, if inspiration as you are ruling it for this campaign... Uh, this is award, DM inspiration is D6. Yeah. It's always Bard D6. Inspiration always D6. Is, Bard inspiration levels up. Levels. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't level up. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Leveling up the DM is terrifying. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, do that. <laughs> okay. Sorry, uh, Scamp, what are you doing? Uh, oh, this thing's taken quite a bit of damage, hasn't it? A fair bit. I'll just firebolt it and hope for the best. Okay. <laughs> oh, that'll hit. That's 23. That does hit. Roll damage. 
Ooh, um, 12. Okay, you blast it in the head. One of its eye sockets is now on fire. <laughs> burning merrily away. Like it's gazing at you with some sort of flaming, baleful glare. Um, Corzin. Okay, uh, Corzin is going to close to melee range with it. <laughs> and it is going to uh, make some uh, melee attacks. Okay, that's... Uh, 23. That hits. Alright. For 9 slashing damage. Ooh. Nice. Nice. That hits. Not enough to kill it, but you right. slash down. Second you one. See it buckle under the uh, attack. That's 17 to that hit. That hits. Roll damage. That's 7 slashing damage. Okay. Uh, how would you care to finish this, this particular. <laughs> okay. Um, Corson is going to go up uh, up to it, and I'm imagining this thing is, you know, it, it's maybe half a head taller than he is. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he is just s- walking brazenly up to this thing, uh, or like half limping. Yeah. But it's it like its head eye flaming. Yeah. Readying another shot in its sling staff. Okay, he cuts one arm off, <laughs> slices it, Swing stabs it in the uh, uh, into the midsection, <laughs> and says, "I have had enough of you!" and takes his head off with the last <laughs> slash. Yes. <laughs> Fit. The remains slump to the ground. Um. You exhale. <sighs> the chip. The, the sweat cools on your body and you look around to see that your opponents have fallen. Some heavily crisped. Fuck's sake. <sighs> I'm sorry. <sighs> what happened? I went the weird I was thing out. happened again. What do you mean the weird thing happened? Where stuff happens and I don't mean to. Only it was with a, a big old ball of fire. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's okay, you didn't mean to. I mean, you look like shit. You need some healing. Uh, hey, in, obviously. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say, that that was certainly effective on them. I just wish it wasn't as effective on us. Ding! Healing word on Corzin. Uh, Let me just... Fighty's looking a bit roughed up as well. D4. <laughs> Is there anywhere we can just have a sit down? Um, That's nine that you okay. get. <clears throat> Um, uh, yeah, can we have a, can we rest for a bit? I mean, I'm a bit fucked myself, I'll be honest. I mean, there's a lot of comfy things here. Mm. Um, gl- bit, of, bit of a break. Glances over at the ominous huge door. Let's go to the, uh, the main corridor. If, if any of them uh, patrols come back, I don't want to be in their line of sight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to smoke some opium on this short rest if we take okay. one. You pull back. Uh, I am going to say, what, since you you are all keeping a wa- sort of keeping a bit of a watch while you do, so I'd like yeah. everyone to give me a perception check. Good. While you're resting. Ten. Um, natural one. <laughs> that was a fuck on the fuck dice. Eleven. Okay. As far as you can tell, nothing approaches you during the course of this rest. As far as we can tell. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Can I smoke some opium? You Is that can okay? smoke some opium. Yes. 
<coughs> you do take some time to rest, which means I can. Can use a dose from his uh, healer's kit and uh, regain the maximum amount of. Yes, and you can actually apply um, your healer's bonus to the others if you want as well by spending doses of him in your healer's kit. The he healer's kit bonus we agreed was uh, it lets you add, I think, a d6. Oh, okay, right. So it's like, it's the maximum amount, which for me would be 10 plus a d6. So, okay. Does, wait, does using a healer's kit allow you to restore the maximum amount? I think that was how it, it worked. It's like, um, if, we, we, if sure we're taking um, like the maximum amount of uh, hit points I could possibly regain on a, a short rest, that would be 13. Right, because I was... Okay, no, that's that. I don't think that's the dot that I don't think I approved that um, okay. role in this what in this campaign. The rule I, I approved was um, you can spend one dose per character you want to do this to while you're taking a short rest to allow them to heal an extra d6. All right, well, on I have an extra of, one hit point on yeah. what I would have got on top of what they're normally what you get by spending. Right, a, a, so a I will roll a, a, a d10. So you don't automatically get the max. Okay. Uh, that's plus my constitution, though. Yes. Right, so that's Modifier. a grand total of seven. Still something. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of which, can we take a second for the fact that I rolled seven on 3d8 on my hit dice? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. For fuck's sake. Gonna I do don't it. want to use all of them up either in case we need them, so mm. I'm going to... I'm going to okay. roll some... Uh, some and I rolled a one on my fucking opium d6 as well. I've rolled oh, bullshit for hit points in this break. Fifteen. Uh, what does he need? He needs eighteen. Okay, Fighty's back up to four after spending three hit dice. So he's at least all right. I'm a bit low on magic. I'm not doing amazingly. I'm okay. I'm okay for. I've got a couple of small things and a couple of big things. Not many middling got things. Some medium. About <sighs> Can cause and take a uh, take the time during this uh, uh, short rest to cast cure wounds on himself. Yes. <laughs> I think he probably fucking should. To be honest, at this point. <clears throat> Whoop de do. That's another seven. Okay. We're all rolling really badly on hit points, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah. D20's alright, but... Mm. I'm not sure I want to face whatever we're about to face. Yeah. Do Should we sleep? Can we afford to sleep? Should we take a proper rest? Because, I mean, we are a bit fucked, aren't we? Well, I've got to say, I feel, um... Maybe, like, a short rest, like, like you know, a bit of a sit down and tend into ourselves like this is one thing, but actually trying to Sleep in this place? Mm. Seems a bit risky, given we know that there's um, at least a at least a couple of those uh, you know, walking dead redcoats that are still around, even assuming those two that were in the ambush. Actually, yeah, can I saw. can I try and um, uh, loot them for any supplies? You can and do. Can I ask you for an investigation check then, please? Uh, thirteen. Okay, so you loot First of all, uh, between the two red coats, you uh, you find uh, a pair. Of, uh, you find let's see. Well, you find two muskets if you want them. Uh, but you also acquire a total of seventeen 
combined like shot and powder. Right. So you got a bit more shot and powder. Seventeen more rounds, essentially. Uh, you find about a hundred lead shot, <laughs> just ordinary lead okay. shot nice. on the auxilia, and a pair of sling staves, uh, which are basically just they they kind of sort of like halfling slings. They do d6 damage at reasonable range. They're inferior yeah. to firearms. Would Corson have any experience with these? Yeah, they're they're basically your they're like a racial weapon for halflings. Right. And you would have learned to use one at the fair. Right. Okay. Um. He he'll take one then. Okay. Take a sling staff. I'll do you some stats for that later. Um. But they're they're comparable to a short bow, uh, essentially. It'll be decent enough for Corson to have a ranged weapon that is not loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Worth having just in and case. And they do uh, D6 plus Dex damage. <laughs> uh, Maybe I should take one too. <laughs> okay. Uh, you are not proficient in the use of this. Uh, they're not slings. The, they're slings. Uh, you know what? Yeah, if, if, fuck it. If you pre- I'm proficient in slings. Yeah, if you're proficient in slings, then you'll have proficiency in this. So, yeah. You have. You, cool. you, you both get a pair of antique sling staves. Cool. <laughs> a, a, a highly sought after collector's item. Um, <laughs> to the right people, uh, and bet- I guess fifty bullets each in two neat little packages. He, he picks uh, the uh, sling because why the regent? I must have been. And he turns to scamp younger than you. Last time I used one of these, <laughs> we have no idea how long ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you how old I am. Yes, yeah, but, but we, don't we don't know how old no idea how old I am. Hmm? We don't know how old Scamp is, do we? I suppose not to any level of accuracy, no. No. So, you also search the room. Uh, and you find a couple of interesting things. One thing you find is a jug, a stoppered clay jug, which, removing the lid... Appears to be full of, um, for one of a better term, pine-scented moonshine. Okay. Wow, I'm taking that. Like, trio. I'm having that. Like sniff that. No, 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 no. You know, there's two different types of alcohol, right? No. All right. There's the alcohol that you drink, and there's the alcohol that you clean sub and stains with. I have some very important stains to clean. <laughs> he half sort of face well. All right. Unless you're somebody like Fighty, you d- you drink one and you leave the other one well alone in case you go blind. I have some very important stains to clean. I take the drug of tree moonshine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If one of those stains pine, is your ability to moonshine. see things, oh god! <laughs> Agent, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you now have a, you now have a jug of. Of pine moonshine. Yes. Specifically <laughs> pine, okay. You have fucking mesylated spirit is what you have. <laughs> yes, I fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's pine nut moonshine, but yeah. Um, okay, so you have pine moonshine. <laughs> um, Even the wankers in Jimacy don't drink that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should. It might be amazing. <laughs> How would you know? You haven't tried it. <laughs> Do you try any? Um, 
I try a little tiny bit. Roll the constitution. Tiny oh, bit. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I say wood, though. Oh, that would be a, um, a nine. <laughs> you, try, you swallow a little, and then you immediately throw it back up. It is... It's fucking gut rot. It's what it is. It's... This yeah. is... You might want to dilute that before you drink anymore. Oh, aren't they okay. hairy legs? You might have a point there. Okay, no, he, he'll go immediately to fight and go, talk some sense into her for Regan's sake. You're I've quite been... right. Now, what you want to do is you want to get some nice, clean uh, uh, spring water and you want to cut that at a one to two ratio before you drink it. Okay. <laughs> Does this mean we can get pissed together on moonshine? Later? Probably, yes. Excellent. Let's do that. Fabulous. <laughs> Okay, Corson is going to face palm. Like, <laughs> I hope that came up on the waveform. <laughs> um, you also find a couple of other small stoppered items, but these are not uh, these are not moonshines. Uh, they don't seem to be using the local pottery the way that that, that one was. Instead, you find a half-empty rack of small glass vials. Okay. Interesting. Do they have shit in them? Uh, they yeah. do. Um, so there are. Okay, you rolled well. Uh, <clears throat> so there are eight vials total. Uh, so, no, so, so yeah, there's seven vials in the rack, of which four are a distinctly familiar amber-coloured liquid. Mm. Amber-coloured. Mm. Healing potions. They look like they look like either healing potions or small tots of brandy. It's not really clear. Okay, uh, he's gonna uncork one and just sniff it. Oh yeah, no, no, it's got that distinctive herbal sort of medicinal brandy scent. These these are four healing potions. He passes one to Celestia immediately and says, "Get that down, you doctor's orders." Well, I mean, the doctor's ordered me to, so I have to. I <laughs> So how much is that? Uh, well, just a healing potion. So two D two D four plus two. Well, I forget what the healing yeah. potions are because I hardly ever. Have He's them. going to down one himself. Okay. As you fucking should, mate. <laughs> uh, there is one which appears to be filled. Two D four plus what, sir? Uh, two. Thank you. There is one which appears to be filled Perfect. with a kind of dull. Let's roll for the other one as Actually well. Actually, back up to full. How exciting! Okay. <clears throat> oh wow okay so there are three all three of the remaining ones are filled with some sort of dull orangey substance two of them are a viscous sort of dull orange liquid okay and one of them appears to be a dull orange jelly anyone know what that is give me Can 11 minutes and I can tell you we've we can have 11 minutes. Okay. I cast Identify. <laughs> yeah, of course you do have that. 11 minutes later. Um, <laughs> really slowly from my colouring book. Yeah, really Aww. slowly from your colouring book. Uh, I still love that that is your so arcane much. focus. It's brilliant. Happy. I need to check if Identify will work on one of those, because it might not. Because that's Magic imbued object, it says. So yeah, I don't know. I thought it was worth it. I'm no longer bloody. Two of them... Oh, I need to make a very quick description of that. I'm actually fine. I've yeah. genuinely got full hit points now. Yeah, I guess it would work on this, wouldn't it? So, uh, although is that stuff technically magical? 
Well, yeah, no, it's it's preserved magic, so it would work on alchemical, purely alchemical as opposed to chemical items, because there is a distinction. So the two, uh, the two quite, you know, the two. Um, I have to cast it again if I want to do a different object, because it's choose one object. Okay, well, uh, the do you go for the one which <laughs> the ones which are the runny liquid or the ones which are the jelly? Let's the have the runny liquid, because there's two of them. Okay, you do the runny liquid after 11 minutes, you come to the conclusion. Uh, you get a sense that, yeah, this is um, this this is a handy little liquid, which shortly after being exposed to air will burst into flames and stick to things and continue burning them. So you oh. have two vials of alchemist's fire. Oh, we've seen alchemist's fire before. Mm. Wouldn't we know what it was? Uh, usually it's uh, usually it's clearly labelled. Oh, okay. So it's whether you can necessarily tell it just by looking is a different thing. But um, can I have one of those? You can have them both. I don't think I should hold these. Okay, Corson, do you want any? Uh, well, I'll take one. Yeah. Okay, you have one. Forty on another eleven minutes. However, uh, <laughs> you do see that the other one is the other orangey uh, thing is uh it's a potion which is again alchemical I mean they all are um, and you get the feeling that it seems to have preser- it has preserved within it the ability to exhale, uh, exhale flame Ooh. Uh, this is a potion of fire breath nice. uh, once um, you get enough information from the spell to broadly know this after drinking the potion which is yeah it's a bonus action uh <laughs> You can use a bonus action. Uh, that. You can use a bonus action to exhale fire at, at a single target within thirty feet of you. Has to make a DC thirteen Dex save or take forty six damage halved on successful save. Ah, oh, so cool. This effect ends when you exhale the fire three times or after an hour has passed. I don't think I can be trusted with fire. Who wants to breathe fire? I'd fucking love to breathe fire. <laughs> You'd look really good breathing fire. I you would look, look really <laughs> fucking good breathing fire, just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Combine that with the, uh, the the alchemist stuff, you've got something that's very potent there. Mm, excellent. Oh, boy. You also find a small case with six bombs. Ah! Basically just, yeah, clay clay grenades. <laughs> clay canister grenades. Is that how Corzin reacts to seeing bombs? Ah! <laughs> well, he had two left, so... Yeah. yeah. Now you have eight. yours, darling. Hmm. Stats for those I previously stated, and you also find a handful of sheets of paper upon which have been scrawled increasingly more erratic lines of text. Oh, hello. Were they on one of the bodies? Uh, no. This was actually tucked into the side of the really comfy seat. Important clarification, okay. though. Yeah. Cestia picks up the probably slightly scorched bit of paper, let's mm. be honest. Mm-hmm. She says, oh, shit, the next bit of that diary, guys. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to read it. So, the 15th of Falling Fruits. I knew there was something up about these traps. They look modern because they are modern. 
Forcing open doors, we found a camp belonging to another expedition from recent years. Judging by the Perivel 1770 model muskets they left behind, you probably know what that is. I don't. The, you know, the, the uh, Pierreville uh, 1770 has been standard issue for the well for for a number of places, particularly Seoul, but e- even the Osirians have occasionally used it. Mm-hmm. Though these days, uh, these days, uh, the Blue Bess has largely replaced it as the musket of choice. Right. It seems they entered by another route, knocking through their own doors and leaving this site as base camp. We have found still dry powder, fresh lead shot compatible with our own surviving guns, and even a barrel of fresh water and a keg of wine. Lucky buggers obviously got to the wine before we got here. Mm -hmm. Food is less available, and we will need to harvest pine nuts and other vegetables from the forest if we are to stretch stretch out our rations, as I trust no animal meat in this place. Obviously figured out everything was dead. Mm. Fair enough. It seems this expedition made their way to the centre of the pyramid, leaving traps in their wake to cover their retreat after they left. Anyone else got deja vu reading this? Because this is literally what's happening to us. Mm. There's another expedition, they've left traps. It's getting a bit weird. (laughs) Oh well. Uh, There is some sort of unusual written symbol on the wall. Not not magical, but not in a language I understand. I will work on on untrapping the path. Uh, Next day. 16th of Falling Fruits. The previous expedition left more than just traps. A short distance into the trapped corridors, we were ambushed by dead members of the prior expedition, still wearing the tattered remnants of Orsirian redcoats. Still Ah. having the deja vu here. I know, it's a bit fucking weird. They obviously didn't manage to kill them, though. Or maybe they did and they came back. Chills there, not good. Uh, Did another company come here once? We overpowered and destroyed them at the loss of several more men, but I have ordered the bodies of our dead decapitated before burial, since we have no priest to do the rites. Next day, 17th, Falling Fruits. We found the central chamber, what seems to be a throne room with a raised gilded seat and a monstrous statue behind. Light stones illuminate the chamber, which is a relief given the fact that the candles are running out. The previous expedition have piled a great heap of looted gold and silver here, as well as various valuable objects such as silks and spices and even a supply of potions. There was a chest as well upon the throne. I found something. One of the men has discovered a door behind the throne room. Next day, 18th Falling falling Fruits. Do not open the door. Six days later, 24th of Falling Fruits. Food is a need. There are comforts here, but work must be done to retrieve sustenance. Some of the company are unhappy staying, but there is more to find here. There is safety here. Since I found it, it is easier to persuade people. You just have to find the right words, the right strings to pull. As you're getting to these later notes, the handwriting is starting to get a little bit sloppier, more slovenly. Mm. Third of first colours, so, you know, more than a week later. There are other members of the expeditions. Oh, there are other members of the other expeditions still here. There are those we forgot to decapitate when we fled. But where others see threats, I see opportunities. It has shown me how to turn these tools to our use. Doesn't say a day on this one. Full ripeness. 
so the next the next, next month. month yeah so the next month don't know what date things are finally getting comfortable now they respond to my will easily now there was friction at first but the dead serve as well as the living in this place less mouths to feed where food is limited but just as many hands together i barely need to lift a finger and i have so much here i tire of writing i think i will sit upon my throne a while Was it the thing in the chest that made whoever this is so persuasive? Let's them control the dead. I want to know what's behind that door. Never says, just says, do not open the door. Which door specifically are they? The door behind the throne room. Oh. We haven't been to the throne room yet. Yeah. This isn't that long ago. Okay, so in the throne room, it was seven years ago. Seven years. And if they've got the dead bringing them food, there's no reason they can't still be there. I wouldn't be surprised. No. Also, we should cut the heads off everything in here. We should. You're quite right. You have sufficiently destroyed everything here to drop (laughs) it, I will say. Right, yeah. By this point. Yeah. In the process of taking them down. It's like, you know, you can cut a the zombie's head off, but functionally speaking, if the zombie doesn't have enough torso left, it doesn't yeah. matter how much of a head it does it has. Yes. If you explode it with a big ball of fire. Yeah. Precisely. Okay, so information we have. There's a throne room, a raised gilted seat, and a monstrous statue behind. It's illuminated by light stones. Um they, this person, whoever they were, found something. There was a chest upon the throne. I found something. That's what it says. There's a door behind the throne room. Don't open the door. And something that they found made it easier to persuade people and they can control the dead by the sounds of things. And the last thing they wrote was that they were going back to their throne. I think I will sit upon my throne a while. I'm guessing they're still there. They might not have moved. They haven't come back for their journal. And we saw the dead bringing food in. We did. So... Whatever is down there is still alive in the broadest sense of the term. I think it's safest to assume there's something sat on that throne waiting for us alright Scamp is that what you're being drawn towards it's the right direction but if they're really persuasive if they're really persuasive what if they're persuading you although it said you just have to find the right words also says the right strings to pull you said it was a pull yeah they're not a tiefling we know that yeah, they can't be. They couldn't read the uh, the writing that you can read. Would Corzin know if tieflings were allowed to serve in the uh, the Osirian military? Oh, uh, you would, and no. At least not openly. Okay. That to draw 
to draw an uncomfort to just draw a parallel with our world it would be like member it'd be like members of an oppressed uh, ethnic or racial group being allowed to serve uh, in the in a European military during this time maybe in a low level capacity where people could you know could shove them off to the side or right. sent off to the front lines but they to wouldn't die. be given any real responsibility they, grunts, they wouldn't be given a rank uh, you know yeah. bullet fodder or water carriers yeah, yeah. I think we should get this over with. I won't say I'm raring to go, but... uh... I'm worried about how burnt out and unprepared we are. But do you think we could get away with sleeping in here? Like, is there somewhere we could hide? I'm not sure we can. I don't think we can. It worries me that there'll be more of them coming. How many of them were left? Fuck knows, it could be thousands, you know. There's a lot of undead shit out there. Yeah, but barrier. might be worth actually. Let's look back through this. After he said there were thirty left, how many? But did, the thing did is, he lose? there were thirty left, and at that point, that meant thirty that were alive. Yeah. If you're, there could have been a whole battalion or half battalion, like two hundred and fifty. That doesn't mean they're not all still here, but undead. We don't know how many were here before then. We don't know. That's true. We don't know anything. Yeah, and it, I mean, with all the undead around here, it, it might not just be this group, you know, it might be lots. Because, mm. like, 30 left, that's all very well, but like I say, 30 alive. I don't think and there's they won't anyone be alive, left anymore. alive down here. What was that? I said, I don't think that there's anyone who'd be left alive down here. Definitely not. There's been no one alive after the pillars. My gut's saying get the fuck out of here. But no, but we can't, can we? I look at Scamp. I'm sorry. Don't be. Scamp, if there is something down Jeffrey there. Jeffrey quietly sort of picks at your hair as if searching for nits. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just say generally that Jeffrey is left a little bit behind? Jeffrey for every stays battle? a little bit behind for a yeah. fight until the day. 20 feet behind. Yeah, like yeah. a good while behind. Jeffrey well, does not get involved in combat. What were you going to say? If there's something down there, Scamp, that is calling to you, and it is something sinister, do not believe for a second that I will not throw you over my shoulder and carry you out of here myself. Yeah, fucking same, darling. Because we're friends and it would be extremely remiss of me if I were to let you throw your life away in such a pointless effort. If we're friends, and we are, you've got to let me do this. I think we've got to know. You didn't let me throw my life away at Slavitska's Isle. I'm not going to let you throw your life away here. I think we need to at least know. Hmm. If it's something awful, we run. 
do you like know what it's like to have no idea who you are where you came from what you are not in the same way you do I'm sure but I never felt a pull to anything like this well we'd best have a look then hadn't we Hmm. I'm sorry. Although, bear in mind, Scamp, we've said before, you're special. You've got a gift. But there's those who would seek to exploit that gift. I think I, think I get Corson's point. The only point is if you're in danger, we're getting you out. Agreed. If you're not, great. You know, we're definitely in danger. Well, I mean, but if if the pull is something really awful, I think it probably is. But I think we have to know. Yeah, agreed. Shall we go? No time at the present. I don't think we can do a proper rest. Not here. I've still got a bit of fight left in me. Me too. But hey, I can breathe fire now. We're going to be fine. Hmm. (laughs) You step forward, bracing yourselves and move over to the huge stone door. It's wide enough for you to slip through without needing to open it any further. Beyond, there is a corridor about 60 feet long wide enough for all four of you to walk abreast this time and lit by gleaming sort of golden light glowing crystals Mm. set in uh, sort of sconces on the wall similar to the ones you saw in the private rooms and Mm. shaped uh it's curious they're actually shaped a bit like eggs just these glowing light eggs Mm. and they're How well attached to the walls are they? Um, they're about ten foot up, so you probably need to like maybe Celeste could reach them without a step ladder or <laughs> something. But okay. they they look like they're just resting in the in those little sockets. Okay, as far as you can tell. I see Scamp buying it. Do you want one? Yeah. Okay. If I reach up, try and grab one. Give me an acrobatics check. Just kidding. Okay. Just for the. Just for the fun of it. Bit of a reach. Yeah. Um, 14? Yeah. It takes a couple of jumps, but you manage to just finger one out and grab it just before it falls and shatters. Okay, you have acquired right, there a light stone. Give them one. A light stone, okay. okay. Uh, taking this with you, the corridor continues this for about 60 feet before it opens up into a wide arch chamber. There are figures within that do not attack upon your approach. The chamber beyond is arched, and you would guess it's right in very close to the centre of this pyramid, maybe a little bit below where the ground level is right now, maybe around the same level. It arches up in white stone to the uh, to the vaulted ceiling, and there are a couple, there are pillars, just uh, six in total at intervals, to help support the roof. You notice that um, 
there are symbols scratched into four of the pillars. Uh, the two closest one, uh, the, the closest pairs, which you can immediately tell would be traps similar to the glyph you saw before, but not really close enough for them to activate. Okay. You'd need to get close for those to, to go off. Again, and near the furthest set of pillars, towards the back of the chamber, the whole chamber is, I want to say, one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, about 70 feet, uh, uh, yeah, 70 feet uh, long in total. There are actually a couple of uh, places where the blocks in the ground have been removed, set to one side, and what looked like sharpened stakes or spikes have been embedded into the ground. Just very open pit traps. There is a daze and a raised sort of platform at the, to the, at the far back of the room. You can just make out that there is a doorway beyond that, but it's blocked by the daze. You can't really see. You'd have to walk mm. behind it to get to that doorway. Okay. Around the daze are clustered silver drinking vessels, golden cups, uh shining glimmering objects torques anklets chains just a small hoard of wealth and much and again many of those really nice sort of glazed earthenwares uh just piled around in a hoard as well as you recognize what look like bolts of aridnain a couple of bolts of aridnain silk mm. some jars of spices um, as in spider silk yeah yeah as in spider yeah. spider silk but woven into uh, bolts suitable for export uh, some dyed fabrics more common mundane ordinary loot of a mm. sort and at the top of this days there is a throne of burnished bronze with gold highlight uh, sort of gold inlay on it and above and behind it, sculpted into the face of the ceiling so that it looks down from above, whoever would sit upon this throne is a great grinning skull of the same stylized design as in the bas reliefs. As you look forward, uh, and it seems to leer down at you or maybe it's welcoming you, it's not clear. There's mm. something straight at once ominous and friendly about it. But sat, uh, there's a figure sat upon the throne. Before I get to it, I will say that there are also six other figures in the room. Mm. Standing near the, t the front, the four pillars, one to each pillar, you can see more of these ancient legionaries standing to attention. Right. Far behind them, by the pillars with the um, pit traps, you can see there are three eight kind of figures in old, torn and tattered red coats. Uh, orcs, again decayed looking, and they are moving. But they have muskets currently shoulder, uh, you know, in in holst shoulder holsters, but they are busy moving, carrying plates of pine nuts jugs of uh pine moonshine root uh, freshly what seem to be cooked roots through some means uh a, a veritable feast 
which they are bringing up to the figure seated on the throne. You can see above there is a there is an orc, maybe in his middle age, with beige skin, blonde hair, thin plaster to scalp, slightly beady but smiling uh, black eyes. And he is vastly corpulent. He mm. is ridiculously overweight. He almost, his folds almost seem to spill out onto the sides of the throne. Are his eyes like flat black, or mm. are they? Like uh, no, black they're just very dark brown. Okay, very dark. Cool. Okay, yeah. And um, good call, though. He is dressed in a. You can see he has an old officer-style red coat uh, with the type with the double-breasted buttons, mm-hmm. which would have been. Which you would know, Corson, is that it would be issue for a mid, you know, a mid-ranking mage in the Osirian army. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is now spread wide uh, because of his expanse and the. They're at the very least a first lieutenant. Yeah, and the shirt underneath, once white, now stained with long sweat uh, and other mm. uh, and time, is kind of more of a brownish color, mm. but. Every ring, every finger is bedecked with gold, with, with rings, many of them silver, some bronze, a few gold, some with jewels. He wears a long chain around his neck uh, in gold. Uh, platters of food and drink are gathered around him. Um, the only part of him that's not really vast is legs, which are, well, they're bulky, but they look like he hasn't really moved much. <laughs> and... In the very centre of his forehead, you can just make out there's something glinting in silver. Give me a perception check. Okay. Ooh, uh, 19. 19. Uh, 11. 19, with the 19s, you see that there is a tiny, about one inch in every dimension, silver skull. Grinning, but with, with slightly narrowed in appreciation looking eye holes Ooh. as far as you can tell just embedded in the flesh is it like friend's skull like friend's skull but this one looks for a skull fatter and more complacent in some way in its design like big bones yeah the bones are bigger the, the the grin is wider and the sockets are kind of squidged in so that they're more like that sort of uh, uh, yeah, they, they, they look a little bit more sleepy almost. Mm. Um, and as you enter, and there's no, there's nowhere to hide. Approaching this, there's not really any way to provide stealth layer. The whole place is lit by light stones. Okay. You the thick, the old or kind of shove, shoving a handful of pine nuts into his mouth. And washing it down with what even from here you can smell is diluted uh, pine moonshine. Oh, calls out to you. Mm, welcome. It's been a long time since I had such lively guests. Please come. Closer. I won't bite. Do you promise? (laughs) 
Um, well, I'm sure you could persuade me to, but as things stand. <laughs> What's your name? You can call me Ascidian. Does that name ring any bells? For... It's not a standard orcish name. Okay. It suits you well, Celestia Stardust. Nice to meet you. He extends a piggy ring-covered hand, but makes no effort to get up. If you want to shake it, you'd have to walk all the way up the throne. I bow. Okay. I do not go any closer. You guys um, are kind of at the edge of this room. Yeah. Still kind of in the hallway, but not fully entering the full throne room. Please. You seem uh, quite a charming sort. I could be charming too. Why don't you come over here and give me a smile? Oh. Celestia, roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh, I hate this. Oh. oh, my wisdom's not good, guys. Oh, well. Can I do some stuff that uses a bonus action? Yes, you can. I don't seem to think they have, have any sort of effect. This guy's pretty funny. You figure you can trust him. Yeah. Like how much? Like I'm. You are charmed. You are blatantly oh, charmed. You are charmed. Oh, all right. Then. <laughs> yeah. I walk in. Do you have advantage on those as an elf? Oh, I do. Okay, right. right Sorry. Apologies. Elf stuff. Ooh, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the second one was a two. So um, fuck that. Yeah, you reckon you can trust this guy? He seems. He seems pretty harmless. Like he's just a jolly fat man. Yeah. Go on then. I go in. Can I use a bonus action to convert a spell slot to a sorcery point? Yes, you can. You just sort of feel a little bit of energy condense within you. I mean, I guess Mm. if he looks that cute, I go over and shake his hand. It's kind of oily and greasy, but in an adorable sort of way. You Mm. still feel the need to rub your hand. (laughs) To clean your hand afterwards, but like, oh, it's all part of his charm. Oh, I like you. Why I don't like you fetch you. me some of those nuts? Yeah, all right then. Go on. Hmm. Can I do the same thing again, please? You do. Uh, how do the pair? What are the pair of? Yeah, Fighty is like is kind of looking around like. No, I see, there's some weird stuff going on here. Mm. Oh, come now! I'm sure we can be friends. Friend, are you there? Fighty seems a little suspect of this, and you hear a voice in your head. Always. This is the place, right? And that is what we've come for. Can he see you? Not unless I want him to. And I don't think I care to. It is That is wasted on him. Mm -hmm. Can you get it off him? Not by myself. But that's why we're here. This, this, that should be mine or yours and no one else's. Can you, you can still feel it calling. Yeah. We need that. 
doesn't matter which, but it is wasted, stuck here, serving nothing except that creature's greed. If things go really badly, I can help, but I will need a minute of your time. When you have no time, if you will give me a minute of yours, I can help. I don't know what you mean, but okay. <laughs> Done. I won't take that minute until until you have no choice and there is nothing else that can help you because we're friends. We're friends. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm here. I'll support you however I can. As I am now with these limitations, all I can do is move and push, but I am yours to command for whilst we are here, anything you need me to do that I can do, I will. We're in this together. Okay. Let's get it back. Corzin, how are you reacting to this, to the fact that Celestia has wandered up and is now... Uh, feeding him nuts, uh, Feeding him nuts, and he's kind of gently taps his, his, his thigh as well, like, come, take a seat. All right. I mean, I imagine I sit on him, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. You sit on his lap, Santa Claus style, and... Feed him pine nuts. Oh, God. All right, he's going to call up. Celestia, what are you doing? He's fine. He's a friend. i got to say, I do not feel comfortable about the way he's talking. Mm. There's no need to be uncivilized about this. Celestia, get out of his lap now. Why? Because... He doesn't deserve this kind of loyalty, and this kind of loyalty is above the person you are. Seems fine to me. Oh, come now. I'm sure I could persuade you otherwise. He's quite nice. All the wisdom safe. Okay. Is there a door behind the throne? There is. You can just make out there is a doorway behind the throne, and there is a door, but you need to move to a different position to see it. Friend, can you open a door? Seven. I can open a door that would require a normal person's strength to open. I couldn't shove open a, gr- a, a massive stone door if that's what you're asking for. Okay. Is that seven? Just checking. Seven. You know, maybe he can persuade you otherwise. Mm. He seems like, yeah, maybe he could be a pretty trustworthy type. You are charmed. Mm. You're so charmed. <laughs> I'm going to say it's been a minute, so Celestia, you can make your wisdom save again if you want. Okay. Oh, I get advantage because elf. Because elf? So I literally always forget stuff like that, like the yeah. racial stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. Natural 20. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> you take a moment and just listening as you watch. Corzin's arguments haven't really swayed you, but then you see a moment as Corzin seems to blink and accept that, yeah, maybe this guy's all right. And that's so out of character for Corzin that you mm. it sort of shakes you out of it and you realise, what the fuck? I 
leap off his lap. Mm-hmm. What the fuck just happened? Mm. It's all right. There's no. No, like don't stop talking. You don't get to talk to me anymore. Mm. Yep. Can I use my sorcery mm-hmm. points to get a new spell slot? Please? You can. You've just been quietly gathering and converting energy this whole time. Yeah, it's not the most efficient way, but it gives me a third spell back. Please, are you sure there's nothing I can do to convince you? Who was that at? That was, under the circumstances, back at you, because you're still charmed, mm. uh, causing... He's not yet reacted too much to scamp. 15? Oh, hang on, yeah, advantage. Uh, still 15. 15 is the save DC. Ooh. <laughs> so you ju- you can feel this... Oh, it's almost like a voice. Almost like a voice. It's not exactly a wor- words, but if it was... If this feeling in, was in words, it would say, Relax. It's okay. You don't need to worry about anything. You can trust this. Just go Jump with the flow. The Literally, that's what's happening. We're having a Harry Potter moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shake my head and go, shut up, stop, 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 stop talking. You, I know what you're doing, just stop it. I'm going to wait for any sign of aggression and then cast a spell if there is. Oh. You are a difficult sort, aren't you? I'm going to stick my fingers in my ears. It's all right. You will come to learn how useful it is to stick my fingers in my ears, turn around. I want nope. in time. You there, what's your name? He says to Corzin. Corzin Horace. Corzin, please take a look at that. He says, you know, he says, please, and he gestures to one of the glyphs. Look. You okay, are I'm charmed. Yeah. And by the way, you're charmed, and one of the effects of being under his charm is you can't resist the command while charmed. Right, okay. Because he has an ability very similar to the College of Glamour ability. Right. So, as you t- so yeah, at the same moment you are turning to look at the glyph, you're fireballing him? Yes. <laughs> okay. So that it won't hit Celestia. You can, and if I can't hit can, any of the other figures... He's great. kind of high up, but yeah, I'm going to say you can hit one of the expeditionaries, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll resolve this. So... Same as time as that happens, make a wisdom save causing. Okay. As you turn and look at the glyph. Rubbish. Uh, 14. 14. Okay, that's... Um, I did pick that up and moved. As a 19, so he actually, despite his enormous go- girth and his minus three dexterity save, uh, he actually made that. Oh, Jeez. God damn it. Uh, it was 24. Okay, so he takes 12 points of damage. Fuck it. No, 28, sorry. 28, okay, 14, so that's... Having and s- is what he's doing concentration? Uh, that bit uh, wasn't, but as that's happening... Sorry, what was your uh, wisdom save, Cousin? Uh 14. 14, okay, you, you that that is enough to make it, and you kind of glance and your self-preservation instincts kick in no. uh, enough for you to avoid the worst of it as the, as the glyph flares... And you feel a searing pain through your head, uh, oh. taking twelve half to six points of psychic damage, okay. which give which will give you. Uh, and you know what? Yeah, you can take a you can you can make a wisdom save with advantage to break off the charm now that you've been injured by it. Okay. It's all happening in a few moments. 
Okay, that's a... 21. Okay, uh, you suddenly realise, what the fuck? And you look up, and as oh, these fires blast away, you can see Asidian is only slightly singed, and the grin spreads wider and wider from his throne. Oh, such difficulties. But don't worry. You'll all come to obey in time. Can I do something to him? You can in a week. Oh. Because that's where we're going. Because oh, we're going to pick up with ro- with a rolling initiative. God <laughs> damn it. At the start of next week. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you all very much for playing. And farewell from all of us here at Finlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. Scattered notes in dusty halls, an icy flame above that calls. Upon a throne both dark and still, a maddened king will bend your will. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.